Blog Talk Radio.
Hello and welcome to Somewhere with Sky on La Costa Nostra Radio. La Costa Nostra Radio is a group on allpoetry.com, the largest poetry site in the world. And we always like to say thank you to Kevin and his crew for all they do and keeping this set up and running and giving us a place to read and share our poetry. And thanks to Boo and Jay for having the blog talks and giving us a place to share life. Um, tonight, we are doing a book versus movie, and we will be featuring The Color Purple, um, which is a uh, 1982 novel by American author Alice Walker, which won a 1983 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction and the National Book Award for Fiction. It was later adapted into a film, into a musical of the same name. And it takes place mostly in rural Georgia. The story focuses on the life of an African-American woman in the southern United States in the 1930s, addressing numerous issues, including um, low position in American social co- culture. And, uh, yeah, so we've got some, we've got uh, my opinion on the book versus movie. I just read it recently. Uh, it's been on my to-do list for quite a while. I spent... Uh, Thanksgiving, I think, reading most of it, uh, and uh, it was it was really good. So I put up some quotes, and people can really go and um, anywhere they want to with the quotes. They didn't have to stay on topic. They could write about the characters, the movie itself, the book itself, or any of the quotes and take it in any direction they would like. So it's going to be a fun night, lots of poetry. We already got some callers. And so before I let any my callers, I do want to give a little shout-out to the music that was our open. It is um, by an artist called Lost in Scores. They have a great YouTube channel uh, along with some other venues of social media. And I'm actually going to post that right on the board. So if you guys want to check uh, them out, they do an amazing instrumental composition. Um, they're just absolutely wonderful. We're actually going to close out with um, them as well. And um, without further ado, let me bring on my first caller here. Hello, Hi. Brandy. Hi. How are you? Oh, look cold, but, you know, yeah. Well, I'm trying to heat up in a minute. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold air. It was warm today, so they said, but the wind whips around, get chilled through your bones. <laughs> I do know how that is up here in New Hampshire. I'm glad to have you with uh, us. We have another caller. Hello, Wayne. How's it going, Sky? <clears throat> Excuse me. How's it going, Sky? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I've been. Uh, hey, Brandy. How you doing, Brandy? Oh, you know me, sugar. Got roped into doing something, being paid to make something else. Yeah, it's like it every, every, every day of my life. <laughs> doing fine, doing fine, doing fine, Sky. Yeah. Well, I do want to say hello to Jask on the board and Becky, who will be calling in a little bit later. Um, wonderful to have you aboard and listening. And uh, I, Brandy is a read and run. So what I'm going to do, Brandy, is I'm going to drop you. I'm going to have you read, and oh. then we'll get you to comment. And then I will, uh, I will give you a little bit of time at the end of the comment 
to talk about your upcoming show? You have one coming up? Yes. All right. I just guessed because Jay messaged me. So do you got a poem related to the show? And I said, I think I do. But let's go. It's an old one. No one's heard it or whatever. But anyway, it's called Wildflowers in the Sun. And it goes like this. Every weekend of summer, we knew the vines of Bob Wild were teeming with wild blackberries. Wild cherries grew in season on the trail across the sunny road. Remembering those times of carefree mirth, awaiting to have freshly made biscuits for the preservatives. Oh, those times. Scratched up, scraped up, or scraped up. None of us cared. Just knowing what tomorrow brought in store for us. Clamoring around with anticipation of acknowledgement that today was another great day to spend time with them, just like wildflowers in the wind of summer in poem. Oh, excellent. Um, when did you write this? Five years ago? I, I yeah. This is beautiful. Um, you know, have you read the book or seen the movie? I've actually saw the movie before I read the, the book. Movie? It, and what, yeah. did, and what did you think? Good movie? Yeah, I love the movie. <laughs> but now they play it too much on TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I what I like about the poem in relation to that is the, the book is a coming-of-age story in itself um, yes. in parts of it. And this is kind of, uh, and it goes through such a series of, you know, a, a lifetime, really, um, and and that is kind of like what you're doing here. You're reflecting um, uh, on on a coming of age, on growing up, on the memories of that. And I really, really loved this. Um, I feel like it's a different style than you kind of have now, but I really appreciate the style that you have. It is, it is. Um, I don't know. It's relatable. I can I can settle in and enjoy it. You know, with the carefree mirth awaiting to have freshly made fits um, for the preservatives. Oh, the sound of those times. Uh, and I love how you bring in you bring in so many senses. You bring in taste. You bring in uh, visuals. You know, with the cherries grew in the season across. Um, uh, I'm not sure what that it must be the name of Sinai. a word. But, people love yeah. like Sinai, but people all around here call it Sinai. It's different, uh, okay. you know, yeah. pronounced differently with everybody. Different accents, yeah. So you can, yeah. I, I, I'm seeing those cherries, I'm seeing those wild um, blackberries, um, but then I'm, um, I'm tasting these biscuits, and then I'm hearing these sounds. You really, really delve into so many, such diverse scents. And then uh, down at the end, this is brilliant, it's raising here, just like wildflowers in the wild summer. Uh, I really, really loved that, and then, um, and then again, clamoring out anticipation, anticipation, another great day we spend with them. Um, this sounds like a really great place to be, and I really, really love the pace in which you say it and and how you share your memories. Really, really well done, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Wayne. Yes, what do you uh, think about Brandy, that? The longest point. 
this is the longest poem that I've ever heard of heard, hers, and it's by far my favorite. I like it a lot. It's, uh, it's very, written very poetically, just like the wildflowers in the wind of summer. It don't get any better than that, except with the, with the cherries and blackberries and the, and the preservatives and the biscuit. It made me about halfway hungry. This is a great poem. You did a good oh, job on it, and I like it a lot. You painted a good picture. Great job. And don't you know, I still know how to make preservatives the right way after all these years. I learned how to do them at five years old, and here it is. Takes I'm going to be 40 in two weeks. <laughs> it's a lot of sugar to make my mom used to make it all weeks, so that's 35 that'll be 35 years on the you know, I, I right way I don't like regular jelly I only like preservatives like when people get oh, yeah. like jams or jellies I'm like no I just want pre- I just want preservatives I want I want it in there just, that's how I want it <laughs> I won't go Love for it. nothing less Thank you. Blackberry, blackberry preserve has got a lot of seeds in it, but it's, it's awful good. Yeah, now I'm hungry. Oh. I had blackberries yesterday. I had, I got some at the store and I, I ate the whole thing. Believe not, if you go to farmers market, they have I know they're so delicious. Oh. This is a wonderful poem, Brandy. Thank you. Uh, do you want to tell Thank us you. about your show? All right, next week. This is what's going to happen. New year, new change. Instead of Sultry Saturday with Miss Brandy, it'll be the name of the show from here on out will be Hoss, like house, but, you know, I went gaga on it. How You know, H-A-U-S, of Seduction with Madame, Madam Brandy, premieres. And this time I'm looking for fresh rights because I'm, I gave you a whole list of my adult center and sultry list, what you're going to do is basically you can write up to two different points, but you but the prompts got to be different. You can be inspired by the title, the whole poem, or the image of the poem. You can mix and match however you want, you know, but it got to be different. You know, if you use the image, I ask if you can, if you got paid, you know, membership to post the image to it so I know which use, but mix match, keeping keeping time with the minute, with the limit, you know, line limit, because I want to allow for people to comment. No 10-year rights, please. My attention span will go dull after that. Okay. Awesome. Well, it sounds fun. I, I like to do names, and um sounds pretty cool. And I know that you said you have to read and run, but if you you are uh, more than welcome to stay as long as you can and drop off when you need to. Um, see here. Yeah, but I'm dozing off, so I'm okay. really dozing off because I've been up since 5 a.m. my time. That's too early. That's too early for me. I don't know why. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for calling, Brandy. I do appreciate Y'all it. Y'all come join this show now. Don't leave her alone <laughs> with the man, man beast. <laughs> well, I've got Sticky calling in, and I, Sal was calling in. We've got people calling in. I know Boo will be here, so we'll be good. <clears throat> All um, right. I do Behave have, yourself, Wayne. Um, <laughs> I do have a sound cloud. From Mr. Oh. Jack Grant, which is pretty cool. 
and drop that down here. Uh, I'll stick around for that. Okay. Let's see. Looks like a treat here. Got Mr. Jaskarin in. I must have these things. Hey, uh, Wayne, have you ever seen the movie? Read the book? Oh, you said you didn't, right? Yes, I saw, I saw yeah. a movie, um, but it's, uh, I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't get into it much. I don't think. I just kind of was kind of like something I was watching and kind of dozed off and went to Never Never Land. I didn't get much out of it. I know. I don't know what it's about, but I, I just didn't get much out of it. I'm not much into movies. I can't. I can't keep my train of thought long enough to watch a movie very long. <laughs> I don't watch too much TV as of lately. Okay, here we go. All right, Mister Mister Jack. TikTok. I check your breath. Pause for my lips. As I paint my way calm, an officer out of this hidden ones. Autumn below cries, the serving placid waters with golden brown tears. I can still smell. In the house dripping, giving a titrating effect on skin. Red filled upon leaves. As autumn paints its way, falls huge replacing flowers. Then folding out the withered leaves. Carrie brought me in swing. I still remember bringing a coffee in bed. Your lonely lifted kiss on the still burning cigarette. My last aroused by the burning smoke after you have gone, living in a castle built of your ashes. The sunset paints the red horizon. As I ponder what that remains, the bird grows dark behind me, and everything continues to change. All my family have ends have vanished in the sadly approaching darkness. I have my moon singing the silent lullaby to the faded soul. End of one. Excellent. I uh, love hearing his voice as of late, sending in all these sound clowns. Um, this was just, I, I really loved this piece. I, I thought it was brilliant. Um, let's see, where was this? The sunset paints the red horizon as I ponder what light remains. The world grows dark behind me and everything continues to change. Uh, to, to me, these lines are so, so powerful. I mean, there were so many other messages it here but the idea of of, of trying to hold that light um and kind of almost barring off the darkness that goes around um and change is really hard for everybody and i think again with with age and and with different relationships changing uh it can it can really kind of flip you upside down and there were so many images here i that i loved the autumn willow cry um, I'm really, really with golden brown tears. Love that. And then the raindrops again, bringing in those tears and that sadness through nature, which I thought was brilliant. Again, I, and then he holds the nature uh, metaphors with the red build upon leaves as autumn paints its way, fall hues replacing flowers. And autumn and fall is such a season used to um, describe change and often used through metaphor to describe a death 
uh, of something or an end of something. And it doesn't mean a literal death, but a dying of something and, and perhaps growing dark and, and bare and the days grow shorter and darker and, and are dark longer. So this entire metaphor he has through of the seasons and through fall and the change and then getting into the next, you know, the next one where it says he's staying naked and cheap. You start to realize that perhaps this is about not nature at all, but about our relationship uh, and perhaps it's one that's changing or ending for some reason. Um, and then into the next stanza with it, he's still holding light and perhaps hope for that. And because of all those reasons, I thought this was so, so powerful. Um, and he wrote to the quote that was from the book, time moves slowly, but passes too quickly. And um, I, 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 he did a wonderful job with that quote. Really, really well done. Uh, Brandy, what do you think? You know, is is some is the same the same quote is to be looked at in about five or six different ways depending on person. And he took he took the best route for him, and went and just ran with it, cause he took he took like the he didn't it's like he didn't hold held hold back on his thoughts about it. He's metaphors like they were like a cakewalk in a park. You know. Yeah. And all this really stuff. Well. Yeah. He ran with it. Not that's why I like. He just not only stuck to the theme of the con of the of the show topic, but he went the extra three or four miles to make sure it's within his his, you know, his words, his creativity, his brain. Yes. Awesome. Awesome comment. And Wayne. Yeah, I said, oh, I said oh, wow, you're, you're not painting. I said, wow, you're not painting up here with this poem. You've written a masterpiece. And I like, the, I like what you wrote. And I like, I like when you wrote this uh, stanza. I still remember bringing your coffee in bed. You stay naked in sheets. Your lovely lipstick kiss on a burning cigarette. You write with such realism. You put the reader in and put in a poem, poem with you. It, has, it shows a lot of emotion in this poem, and it's sad, but, but it's described perfectly. I, I think you did a wonderful job, and it relates, it relates to so much. A great job with this, and I like it a lot. Good job. Absolutely. Thank you, Wayne. I, I know I do. I did not let them in the middle of comments. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, it's time for me to go. Me and my pillow are going to be the best of friends. All right. Thank you. So thank you for letting me stick around. Good night, y'all. Hey, Wayne. See you soon. So I don't have Holly on my call list, so I'm not sure. Uh, I know someone asked to be held on hold. I don't know who that is. So hello, caller. That's me. 657. That's, That's me, Polly. Like it's Polly. Hey, Polly. Okay. I am here, Paul. It's Polly. Oh. Hello, Paul. And hello, 269. Hello, caller 269. Hello? T69, where are you? 
I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure who that is. Um, but they are not muted. If you're muted, I can't hear you. I'm not sure about that. Um, 269, if you want to call back in or, or because um, I'm not sure, you're uh, not coming through. Stage fright. Stage fright. <laughs> okay, well, Wayne, um, now how much time do you have, Wayne? I probably got I probably got another hour at the most. I probably heard to uh, I don't know just a uh, few times be ten probably ten probably nine ten probably ten o'clock something like that. All right, I guess I'm a little confused here. All right, Paul, you don't want to stay on hold, correct? You want to you can not be on no. hold. No. Oh, okay. All right, I got or something. Yeah. What did I do? <laughs> oh no, no, I think I did. I got a little confused there because I don't have you guys on my call list and. I'm not sure who calls and who stays on hold, but um, we got it figured well, out. Well, I have you on my call list. <laughs> you do? Oh, my goodness. Wow, I do now. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get with it. All right, hold on. I'm putting you on right now. I'm going to stop the whole show and write this down. Let's see. There we go. <laughs> Coach. Now you, are, now you are officially on the call list. <laughs> All right. Appreciate so, it. So, Paul, have you ever seen the movie? Read the book? I saw the movie. Enjoyed it? A couple times. Yeah, it was good. It was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, there's a Whoopi Goldberg and Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Uh, and I will say hello to Meta. I think they're they're on hold. They're on the board. All right. Now we got that all settled. All right. I am going to drop Wayne next. And uh, well, I'll drop it easy. Don't worry. Don't panic. Yeah, I remember this about an hour ago. I was trying to think what to write for your show, so I was looking over the quotes. And so I picked out one of the quotes and just went off went off kind of silly writing, writing about it. But it's, uh, the first line is the quote I used. And the, the point is called, Say what? And it goes like this. And it. I can't fix my mouth to say what or how I feel, but that doesn't keep me from running it still. Don't know how to paint, a wo- paint with a word. I got the strangest voice you ever heard. I try to talk with my mouth really wide. I embarrass myself and want to hide. I try to whisper things nice and sweet and end up at night tasting my feet. Sometimes I speak, I make things worse, and I get mad and start to curse. Can't talk right when I try to think. I really slur when I decide to drink. I mumble, stutter, and talk fast. Everything I've tried just doesn't last. Once I even wrote down what to say, and somehow I lost the words that day. I could read what I thought, then I could tell. If I went back to school and learned how to spell, at least I know eight words that rhyme. I guess I keep using them all the time. In. <laughs> this is a really creative way to take this, uh, Wayne. I-, I can definitely understand this, I- I- and I know you you mask you mask some things with humor. I think. And uh, when you talk about uh, scrambling around words, um, believe it or not, Wayne, I've I've had uh, for the first 14 years of my life really, really intense speech therapy, and because um, of my cleft palate. So I definitely can understand when it, so he says, I, I'm, you know, when, sometimes when I speak, make things worse. Then I get mad and start to curse. 
um, and then I can't talk right. And, you know, whenever you get nervous or angry, all those years of speech therapy just kind of roll right out the window. It's done and over with. And and even though you kind of went very humorous and um, what you did wonderfully, I still think there's a, a little bit of a hidden message here, a, a, a more deeper one when it comes down to that. You know, I just embarrass myself. I want to hide. Try to whisper things nice and sweet, and I end up um, the night uh, chasing my feet. Uh, and I thought that was a really, really clever way to say putting your foot in your mouth. I, I yep. you know, it's a common phrase, but the way that you wrote it was very creative, very inventive, and I wasn't quite, quite uh, expecting it with that, with that, um, with that catch rhyme, which is always really. Like I love when people kind of catch me on surprise, and uh, your rhyme and flow always brilliantly done, really, really well, really well done, Wayne. No, thank a you, comment man. from Polly on this. Okay, I unmute myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, you always write about yourself, and I, I admire that because I do the same thing, even though I might put a into a third person or sometimes I I'll write um, about a female but that female is going through everything I just went through so I don't know why I do that it's just my way of trying to deterring the the focus away from me anyways but uh, yeah you're, uh, you're very open you're very raw and uh, I, I like that. I like that kind of writing. Um, very honest. True to yourself. That's, I like that's it is. True to yourself. That's what I try to be. Great comment. Which we all should try to pretty accurate. be. Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, too. Right. You know, I mean, if you're not yourself, <laughs> I don't know who you'll be. Right. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I just want to be me. That's the only person to be. All right, we've got another caller here, and this is my friend, Becky. I am a friend. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Great. Hi. Glad to be here. Anyway. Oh, I'm glad to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm trapping everybody, asking everybody the same question I ask every month that I do these shows. Do you ever see the movie? You read the book? Both. Mm-hmm. Both. What do you think? Both. How how did they do? Like, what do you think about both? And then what do you think about how they remade it? How they made it into the movie? You think they did a good job? Yes, <laughs> I, absolutely. I I don't often think that. I'll be perfectly honest. Books. Do not get portrayed well in movies. You just cannot capture a book fully. But as far as movies go for books, yes, I thought it was excellent. The writing, the um, the, the uh, acting, just all of it, the story. I mean, of course, all that came from the book. But they kept that theme of the story, uh, the letter writing. Um, so I thought it was pretty good, really, for a movie. You know, it's it's funny how you mentioned the letter writing because you know I've I've been a long fan of the movie. I'm a big reader, you know that, and it's been on my list to read for a very long time. And I finally got around and read it, and I didn't realize it was written in a series of letters. So when I started reading, 
I was like, what's happening? Because <laughs> I've never <laughs> read a book like that. And, yeah. and I was like, was I'm like, I don't really understand what's happening. And I, and I had to really kind of adjust myself. And then, and then I realized, oh, this is really brilliant done this way. Because you really, yeah. and then the writing too. The writing is how she speaks. Mm-hmm. So it's really it was like, exactly. It was really, really interesting how. Um, hmm. She she pulled that off. I think it would be hard to keep the reader and keep the story with the letters. I mean, not that it can't be done. She she showed it can be done, but. I'm sure that's not an easy task, um, and it was really <laughs> done well. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I've never, I've never seen a book like that um, done that way. And 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 again, it took me a minute to adjust myself, and then I was like, yeah. oh, this is actually quite brilliant. And um, if I could run um, the other the other movie I I thought they did that with it was the True Grit the reboot. They did exactly like the book is written. The, the language was, you know, it wasn't u- the usual language. It was just, it was how, you know, in the South it. they would speak back at then. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Makes it authentic. That's pretty cool. mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. I, I know, Paul, you haven't called into, this is your first time here on Book versus Movie, so welcome. Um, just so mm-hmm. you know, I do encourage um some discussion about the book and uh and the movie and when we're doing that you feel free to hop into the conversation yeah as long okay. as we're not cutting it as long as everybody's not cutting everybody off you know so, so, i don't like that either <laughs> yeah but but when we're having conversations with the book you know and, and you yeah feel free to definitely add and and um because that's one of my favorite things about doing this specific show is is to talk about the book a little bit. Um, so, okay. um, so uh, let's see. Frank well, needs well, a number. Well, my favorite part of the movie uh-huh. was was when uh, that lady was showing up, and she was running, and Whoopi Goldberg was running around the house trying to fix up and look pretty for her. Yeah. <laughs> and she opens the door, and that girl she looks at her, and she goes, the show is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You dressed up. I about fell out of my chair. I laughed so hard. <laughs> that poor lady. She tried to fix herself up. That lady just tore her down. But they became good friends, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that I was, that was sure hilarious. She, she, that they was actually, good. that line, yeah, that line was taken mm. directly from the book. I, yep. <laughs> right. I laughed so hard. Everybody looked at me in the theater like I was an idiot. I go, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Oh my goodness. All right. Before we let Paul read, let me let Frank in here. Oh no, I don't know if that's Frank. Oh, so it's Hillary. Hillary. I, I thought Hillary. Hillary too. <laughs> I was just waiting. No. <laughs> I, I double checked. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think that's Frank. I think that's Hillary. How are you doing, <laughs> everybody? This is Picky Heart. <laughs> All right. How are you doing? <laughs> How's it going tonight? This is 
this is Frank. Here he is. Hello, Frank. Hello, everybody, Frank. Oh, I had some time. I figured I'd come out and hang out. All right, so why I, me and Becky and, and um, Holly were just having a little fun talking about the book. What I'm going to do is, is I'm going to drop Holly and then have him read, and then I will ask my angel question to first Hillary, and then we'll drop another one, and then I will ask Frank. That way we're doing a little bit in between reading um, some poetry. All right. Okay. I'm so glad you guys are all here tonight. And um, without further ado, Paul, you have the mic. Okay. Well, this uh, this poem I wrote yesterday. Uh, it's kind of it's a funny poem, and uh, and it's written in uh, the southern lingo, so because it's a country song. <laughs> so here we go. It's called uh, "Walking on Eggshells." So I've been trying not to walk on the eggshells you've been casting. On the path that I, I'm walking on. Since we be, since we become official, oh girls, how you have changed literally overnight. Uh, since we've been fighting and you stopped cooking, I've been eating in town at the diner. But today, as I was strolling by the newsstand just to say howdy to Dan. Uh, there it was, a scandal in our town. Well, I'll be damned. I was <laughs> I was reading in the local paper for more information on the scandal. And there on the front page, typed out in the biggest uh, letters i ever seen, it said, egg shortage, no end of sight. Looks like, looks as if they have been stolen overnight. Maybe weasels? Could be coyotes. I thought, uh, hell no. That sounds like my wife. I've been trying not to walk on the eggshells. You've been casting on the path I'm walking on since we've been, since we become official. Old girl, how... You have uh, changed literally overnight. I got to thinking and wondering, has my dear lady gone crazy? More importantly, why haven't had why haven't I have had <laughs> one omelet for breakfast? Um, so I got to, I got to more thinking. You know, we only fight in the morning. She's still sweet at me in the evening. And I know she ain't the brightest light bulb in the package. But damn, she sure is pretty. Uh, Why then is she throwing eggshells on the ground? I march into the kitchen, a crunching and a crackling. I asked her, darling, just what in the hell? Possess you to go rob the egg farm for their eggs, just on Sheldon and throw them on the ground all around the house. And with the sweetest voice, she told she told me 
Betsy down at the parlor said, Honey, if your man is too cheap to get you something nice this Christmas, make him walk on eggshells around his own house. I've been trying not to walk on eggshells. <laughs> I've been trying not to walk on eggshells. You've been casting on the path I'm walking on since we've become official. Oh, girl, how you have changed literally overnight in a poem. Excellent, Hello? excellent, excellent, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, I put myself on mute when I. I'm sorry, I don't know why I hyperventilate when I read. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, it's a mental thing. Son of a bitch. Um, sometimes <laughs> when I read, I'll practice and I'll I'll practice and I'll practice reading it, and then there are just yeah, some writers <laughs> that. <laughs> no, no, I mean that's I what I mean. And you get there, and sometimes I. I still get um, I, I still get really nervous, actually, believe it or not. Miss yeah. uh, Sweet, who I just brought on board, will tell you that I have this trick where I have to literally knead my hands together while I'm reading most of the time when I read live. Like, knead, you, you know how what? you knead your hands? You know how, like, you knead your hands, like you rub your hands together? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I'm doing that right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm on the show every night, Polly, and I still have to do that a lot of times that I read. And I'm on the show every <laughs> going to tell you, a lot of the times yeah. I still do that. So I get it. <laughs> and this was a lengthy poem, you know? So you start off, you're like, yeah, and then you're like halfway through, like, oh, this is a little bit lengthy. So like, I totally yet. get it. But you did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> you did a wonderful job with it. Um, I got to tell you, this is a great story. And Meta goes on the board. He wrote, um, he wrote, I, I love when Oprah, he said, Oprah Winfrey um, kicking her BS ass was, was so funny. And in the movie, actually, that it was so, like, relative to your poem, this type of relationship, you know, this, you know, this little you know, argument here. Uh, and it was so right. relevant of me to actually say that comment right before this because it is kind of relatable. But what I loved about it was the cleverness of the metaphor of the eggshells. So when you're like something is an egg shortage, shortage, I, I, and then when I and then I'm like she has me walking on eggshells, and then it clicked. You know your metaphor between you know with that and the eggshells. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. That is a brilliant use yeah. of kind of. Well, I like how oh, he asked the question. Why he didn't have an omelet every morning? <laughs> What's she doing with the eggs? <laughs> yeah, and then and then putting them on the floor, and then having that uh, metaphor of eggshells. You know, how many times do you do you say, "Oh, I'm walking on eggshells because I don't want to make anybody mad," mm-hmm. uh, but to actually right. put that in place in the storytelling. I really thought that was absolutely brilliant. I, I was like, oh, that's a really clever way to do it. And um, I liked how you kind of went in and you, and you wove your, your um, you know, the same words, the uh, the refrain kind of back in and forth into the piece. But right. I think we should the hook. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you said at the beginning. So I like how you kind of have yeah. that. And I'm thinking, like, we got to get Dan on here and, and kind of do something with this. <laughs> And would enjoy it. <laughs> it's kind of the punchline too, you know. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I 
Excellent, excellent. Peace. Let me get some comments for you. Let me bring on the first commenter. I usually do an order, but I'm going to bring on Sweet and say hi to her. Okay. Hello. 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 How are you? Good. Doing well. How about yourself? Want to make the first comment on Paul here? I I didn't get to hear the whole poem, so I I'd rather not come out. Oh, um, what I definitely. I what. What I did hear, I, I found fascinating. I, I love the metaphor of, of walking on eggshells and not, not um, being able to um, be fully yourself and, and constantly, uh-huh. you know, always worried about what you may or may not say and, and doing all of that. And uh, uh, as far as the read, um, I enjoy a little hyperventilation. And um, yeah. Uh, when I first met when I first met Sky, I actually had to read for her because she was so shy. She would actually throw poems at me and go, "Oh, I'm not going to read that on the radio. You have to do that for me. I I can't I can't oh my say God. that." So yeah, that was more than I've seen phone calls. So <laughs> yeah, um, just so that you know, um, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought you read very well from what I heard, and uh, yeah, just FYI, she used to actually. Um, say things, send me IMs and go, I'm never going to be able to read out that on the radio. You have to do that for me. And look at her now. So I prevent a laid away. So you're doing great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. And let me get a comment from Becky. Okay, so first, Polly, you did do a great job reading that poem. And, and I will, I'll talk about the poem too, but I have to relate to what um, you and I were saying. It's almost like I was sitting here at a um, Reader's Anonymous group or something, you know, because <laughs> I have been, man, I, I so can understand. Still, to this day, sometimes, if I'm reading a longer poem, it's it's strange. You know, I'll start out okay, and then like halfway through, I don't know, awareness sits in or something, and and you know the the shortness of breath, you know, like you were mentioning. Yeah. Um, and a nervousness bubbles up, and I don't know why. And it used to happen when I would speak, you know, to groups too. And um, yeah. It, what I do is just I, I take every cell that I have and kind of steal myself, and you know, focus on the words and try to get some breaths in. And it happens to me a lot, and I bet that a lot of people don't even know. Because of the way that I manage it, you know, somehow, and 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 I did not notice. I thought you did a very, you know, smooth job. But I want you to know how well, how much I relate to that. So I love your um, your poem. It's so imaginative. Um, the walking on eggshells is something I understand very well. I've used that reference to talk about my childhood. So it's such a great um, image because that's exactly what it's like. Every step, you don't know, well, it might be okay, but it might be one of those uh-huh. really hard, jagged edges. That's a hard way to live, and, and that's the expression I got. But I like how you were so genuine in your voice. I love how you brought the um, the feel <laughs> to it, the authenticity to it. Um, I yeah. saw you're from California, but you must have some, some Texas in you somewhere. Nah, um, so no. No, <laughs> but it's a, it's a great, you know, it is a great song. I think it could be so well, you know, a country song. And what I'll, I'll close with this: 
the very, I like yeah. the standards you put in where um, I've been trying not to walk on the eggshells you've been a casting on the path that I'm walking on. And I love that. And I immediately um, thought of the old Fat Domino song, you know, I'm walking. Yes, indeed. Oh. I'm talking. Yeah, so yeah I got a little influence of everything. Yeah. You have the feel for the song in it, and I really did enjoy it a lot. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Yeah, I've, never, I've been to Texas once. Oh, yeah, I've been so many times. Gal- Galveston. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Beautiful, Beautiful state. I'll place. never go back been to there. Been there. It's a hot place to go. <laughs> very hot. Oh, it was a hurricane. Hurricane was coming in. Yeah. Right, we got to leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right there, I right there on, the, on, the, on the ocean side. Yes, yes, I went there several times a year up until the summer when my son moved back from um from Seabrook, which is only it's less than an hour from Galveston. So I've been there many, uh-huh. many times. But yeah. yeah, you do you do have a um a flavor of that in your in your voice, but I enjoyed hearing mm-hmm. it. Well, I am from the south, Southern California. Okay. Well, there it is. Well, hello. She did it. She did it. Notice, Polly. I'm from the south too. Yeah, I can tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> oh, I thought you were from Canada. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Hi, Jay. Hi, Boo. Thank you. Hello, hello. Hi. Hello. And then hello. I don't have this area code. I'm getting a lot of new area codes here. I don't have 917. That's rack. <laughs> That's rack and two. Rack on two. We need to update the fat, Jay. Oh, yeah. I, need to update. I know. I need, well, to update. I need to update. You know why I need to update? Because. My paper is getting really messy, and I can't even read my yeah. writing at this point. Glad <laughs> be glad you can read it because it's messy and not because you're blind. Cracky <laughs> poo. Oh my goodness. Okay, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to get one last comment from Jay. Jay's on break, and then I'm going to. Um, oh, and actually, I don't know if Jay heard. You called in. No, I, I did. I did not hear it, unfortunately. Okay, let me get a comment from Hillary, and then we'll drop you down here. Oh my gosh, I loved Polly's Polly's poem so much. There's so much art to it, and the story is so charming. I really do think it would make a great country song, and it yeah. reminds me of a country song where all of this man wants to do is to go fishing. And his girl is bitching about it. His wife is bitching about it and complaining about it. And it comes mm-hmm. straight from her complaining about it to the chorus where he sings, like, I'm going to miss her because she tells him it's either me or fishing. <laughs> and then it cuts straight it to the chorus like- of, well, I'm going to miss her. And it's so, I don't know, it, like, has that sweet, funny wit to it, but that, like, heart that's always in a good country song. I really do think it would be good as lyrics, Holly. Yeah, I really love it. <laughs> I, I imagine Willie Nelson singing it. Well, so. that's as good yeah, as that I get. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Brad Paisley? Paisley. Brad Paisley, my husband says. Brad Paisley. <laughs> oh, that's what Well, I want to thank you, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, dropping that. It was an awesome, right? Awesome yeah. read. And, um, thank you. 
before we go to Jay, I, I just want to say anybody who needs to read and run or is on a time crunch, please message me privately. We have a lot of people here, so I want to um, I want to go accordingly, but I, I do – someone needs to go. I know Rack has a show later, so he might not be able to stay, but anybody who needs to go, just let me know. And Dave's uh, on break, so I kind of want to get this guy guy red here. <laughs> All right. Uh, I used the quote, um, time moves slowly, but passes quickly. And I wrote this, it's called From That First Kiss to the Last. And it goes like this. From that very first kiss, time would never be the same. An alignment of breath and lips twisted on tip. Oh, those fingertips. Dancing across resurrected skin, thickened now thin, thinning resistance. Clock faces turn away from moments such as this. Freezing tarted spaces, spacing each indelible touch, touched with lips and tips. Oh, those fingertips. Waltz my sternum, learning to learn. And then you blink, and just one more kiss. The clock face turned to face, facing and tracing outlines, lined and traced with softened lips and electric tips. Oh, those fingertips, breathing in each last scent. The scene was meant, meaning for one last whisper, we will have this time again. Ten poem. Nice. Wow. Very nice. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start hyperventilating again. Well, so I know. <laughs> you know, someone wrote for this poem and they went totally different. It's so, uh, you know, one of the things I love about giving people open-ended quotes is this: is that so many people take it. Two people could write so drastically different, um, and it's so and it's taken from a different context as well. So it, it is. It is so. I just love seeing that. Um, this was stunning. Um, block faces turn away from moments such as this. I thought that was really, really um, um, brilliant. And you know, I, I you are Doctor Hoopin. I see. <laughs> you got it. Got a little Doctor Hoopin there. You know, it's it's time. It's a little time travel mentioned there. I I know. I was really excited to see that. I'm like, oh, look at that. He's a little doctor. He's a little <laughs> fan. Um, <laughs> I thought that was really, really cool. I, I love when you bring me a little bit of geek in your romance. I, I love that in a relationship, actually. And uh, this was just absolutely brilliant. Um, there are so many spots where we could be in alignment of breath and lips on tips. I really, really love that. Oh, these fingertips. Dancing across um, resurrected skin. I think that is my favorite, favorite line. I think that it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, the picture is awesome, um, and it does look like a melding of watercolors, or water paint, rather, splatter paint, maybe. Uh, and I kind of got that vibe when you were 
when you were writing, like there was like this meld of emotion and, and, and meld of colors and um, just kind of swirling around and, and almost like it was on, out of control. And I really liked that, but yet you kept control of the right, which was interesting that you did that and that had that duality. Uh, this is really great, Jay. I got to say, I might have to pin this here. Um, and by oh, my thank, thank you. right now. So this was just, yeah, thank you. Let me get you some comments before you have to go slave away back at work. All right, I'm going to get, who did I miss last time? I'm going to get a comment from, um, I, let's see, Frank. All right. Uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful example of uh, brilliant writing. I, I enjoyed this piece. I've seen this prompt before. Uh, I believe it was a piece, but it was, uh, this poem just exemplifies uh the beauty of that prompt itself. It's great. There's creativity in this piece. In this piece here, I enjoyed. Uh, there's so many rich uh, metaphors here. Uh, I would believe the one that I enjoyed was the one of um, those fingertips breathing in each last step. The scene was meant, even for one last whisper, we will have this time again. That is very central. It's very romantic, and I agree with what you said. There is a sense of you. You have to have. In in a, in a relationship, whether it's um, whether it's uh, regardless of what gender it is, you have to have a sense of um, love, romance, and sensuality as well. I think you did an excellent job here conveying all those three elements here in this poem. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Awesome, awesome comment. And sweet. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was. Um romantic and um, as always Jay always um, excites me with his rights and this one definitely you know hit me so much bigger on the inside than it did on the outside but it was uh, fantastic as always uh, thank you sweet and yeah you did a beautiful job with this Jay um, the idea of, of time standing still um, and just the quote was the same thing that the clock faces. I thought that was a brilliant mention. Um, you know, I translation, you know, the clock face and turning away really was very poignant. And then, um, the other mention of your, your change of, of, of the skin um, becoming less, um, quick. I, I, I that I don't remember, but it struck me as well because you know, it, it, we, we get callous and we find that, that, that moment again. You know, it seems like you know it, it, we're not going to let anyone in, we're going to keep building up the walls, and, and you know, you're clearly letting it down when you mention that, and, and that worked out really beautifully as well. This is, this is a great right, Jeff. Thank you. All right, we're going to get one more comment from Sue, and then we're going to, uh, Jay, you can uh, plug the whatever you want to plug, and then we'll we'll send you off back to work. Thank you. Well, uh, I agree with everybody else. I think this is romantic, and I like the repetition of the, oh, those lips. Um, it's pretty romantic and well-written. And I thought you did a good job. Sorry, I can't see it at the moment, but I will comment later more. Sorry. 
Thank you, Boo. And uh, I want I want to mention uh, our house tomorrow noon Eastern. Uh, join me, and uh, we'll have some um, some uh, poems from uh, Open Poetry and some from uh, Lizzie uh, uh, from Saturday. So check that out. Awesome. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for calling in. Excellent. All right. Thank you. I would talk you to everybody how later. Feel about the movie, but I know you got to read and run. So. <laughs> All right. All right. So just to catch up here, we've got in order going next, Becky and then Sweet. Um, and then I will go from there. Um, I do want to ask, where am I in my caller list? Hillary was next. Hillary, how are you, Hillary? Sorry, I was on mute. I am good. How are you guys? <laughs> good, good. So, movie, book, your review on both, and a brief, and, and then maybe what you think about if you've seen both, what you think they did. They did a good job on the uh, the book versus movie aspect. Actually, I do. I think this is like one of the cases where the movie actually does the book justice. And to be honest, though, I remember the book a lot more than I remember the movie because, yeah. I don't know, you're assigned to read it 50 times between high school and college, you know what I mean? And yeah. But, you know, I have not read it as an adult, and I probably would have a very different experience of it now because it's so much about a woman's experience of things. I remember having a different reaction to it in college than I did in high school. So I should revisit it this this, your show has inspired me to revisit it. I went and found it in my in my library. <laughs> okay, awesome. All right. I think I you know it's been on my reading list for a long time, and I haven't read it. I read it for the first time this year. Um, so it was. Uh, well, it was I was pretty impressed. Yeah, pretty impressed. It, it was. Re- it was more. It was really. It was. I. I didn't. I don't know why, but I, I was. I was shocked a little bit at like how graphic it was. I was like, Oh wow, this is really mm-hmm. but in a good way. It was done very tastefully. Um, but I was like I just I that part I was like, Oh, this is a little you know, 'cause obviously they toned a little bit down in the uh you know, they had the undertones in the movie, but of course they toned it all down. But I think they did an excellent job as well and, and Becky also has that consensus. Um mm-hmm. but thank you, Hillary. I love I love hearing yeah. when people read the book or what they think about the the uh, translation on screen. All right, mm-hmm. Becky, you have yep. got the mic. Well, thank you. And uh, another little tangent. Speaking of this um, book and movie, um, one of the um, one of the appeal to me, obviously, would be um, the theme of childhood maltreatment. Um, you know, being that's been my mission in life. And, you know, not that it's something beautiful to read about, but that it's something that needs to be said and put out there. And for a book this successful and the movie so successful to highlight it only makes people more aware. So it was no choice for me when I saw your quotes to pick um, which one to pick. And I'm so glad. I'm, I appreciate that you inspired me to write this, um, Sky. All of my 10,000 children poems are taken from cases, from my case notes that I've kept and translate into poems. I have to be careful that I never identify, which certainly I would never do. 
Um, and I try to make it a little more generic because <clears throat> though this is about a child, it could be about many children. So um, this is called, the quote was, um, a grown-up child can be very dangerous or something to that effect. Is that correct, Sky? I think uh, a grown child is a dangerous thing. So, and this is the boy who grew up before my eyes. He soaked in soft stutters, words tripping over his swollen lips, hanging on as if they teetered on a trembling cliff, and falling meant a death descent. From the shelter of silence to splattered ink prints and shorthand across my notepaper, splashes of black, like abysmal dark wells of sinkable spells, alcohol smells, crashing graphics and the outline of a fist, sentences broken and twisted, telltale fingerprints, permanent ink and a permanent testimony. One blow too many, and Daddy sacrificed anonymity. In poem. Uh, you know, uh, this is these rights are. I, I've seen, I've seen. Um, wow, is that your list? Do you really have what? Oh, ten thousand children. You do. You have mm-hmm. forty rights in this school. Um, you know, I, I, these rights are always so powerful and I know they're, they're etched in truth. And I, and I know that I, I've thanked you before, but I'm going to thank you again for uh-huh. all that you've done in your lifetime. And I, I truly, truly believe that, um, cause there are so many people that have helped me, you know, in, in situations mm-hmm. like this and, um, you know, and I, and you, I don't think people realize, and maybe you do, how, how much one person can really affect you your whole life uh, and, and influence that. Um, you know, this book is deeply rooted in, in abuse. There's a there's a lot of uh, uh, spoken mm-hmm. volumes about that, so I can see where you kind of leapt into mm-hmm. into this subject, into this writing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in and, and doing so, and I know I've said this too, and I, and I hate to sound like a brick, brick, broken record, but it's so true. You know, every time you write about such things, and I can't imagine it's always easy to remember and to have to relive this. And, and, uh, but every time you do, you, you, give, you give someone a voice. And that's really oh. what it is. You're giving someone a voice and you're telling their story and you're getting that out there. And, uh, yeah. and you're creating awareness of, of this, of these situations. Which I think is so important because I think so many things just um, people want to, you know, sweep them under the rug as if and hide them in the dark mm-hmm. corners of the closet mm-hmm. and not to visit them um, when they they should be talked about. They should be made aware of so that people know what to do or or what to watch out for or or know how to learn how to compassion for for people like this. Um, I think for me yep. the part that really sunk here was the flashes of black, like abysmal dark wells, um, like a sink pulse spells, alcohol smells, crashing graphics, the outline of a fist. That part really, uh, to me, I, I mean, I, I think, I mean, there were so many wonderful parts, I don't want to say wonderful, but there were so many moving parts, um, wonderfully written, um, 
but that for me was where my heart kind of sunk and I was like, oh, and it is so well written and, and it is so vivid and graphic and, and I know uh, you can really, without saying the entire situation, like you said, and I understand there's, there's HIPAA. I, I totally understand that from where I work and, mm-hmm. and you don't want to give out yeah. specifics, but just by how you write, you can really understand what's happening there without getting into those those details, but we're still feeling that weight. Really, really mm-hmm. well done, Becky. Well, thank you so much, Guy. I, I appreciate your uh, kind words about uh, my work. But you know, I have to say this: there were days, <laughs> there were days I'd sit there and go, "Good Lord, you know, can I do this one more minute?" Or tired, or just whatever. And I would look across at this child. This child being so strong um, and taking on giants and being willing to tell me things that may be earth-shattering for him. And that's the, that's the thing that I want to give credit to, you know, is the children that were brave enough to do that. And some children, you know, a great child is a dangerous thing, like in the book where she was grown and she got her just um, reward. <laughs> but... Some children grow up quickly, and and they can become dangerous too once they've had mm-hmm. enough. So yeah. thank you, Scalia. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Very sweet of Thank you. Let me get you a couple comments. Um, I miss that. Uh, Polly. That was a. There's a part right here. He talks about. Or she talks about um, just before that alcohol one says uh, following uh, mm-hmm. and following meant uh, a, a death descent mm-hmm. from the shelter of a silence, uh, and it goes on about the fingerprints. Um, mm-hmm. It. it the first part of that, or the fist, you know, talked about the fist, you know, and and, and broken and twisted, and you know, it, it that shot me back to him. My dad abused he abused me, but he abused my older brothers a lot more. Oh, you know, he, uh, he was he was a very violent man, and yeah. you know, later on, you, you ask yourself, well, why was he that way? You know, well, that's how his dad raised him. You know, yeah. So, so, so I have experiences of my own. Yes, I understand. Not that it's an excuse. It's not an excuse. No, what he did to no. me, I was only seven years old. Kicked me up, you know, a couple of steps, and all the way into my room with his cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I fixed him that night, though. Mm-hmm. He never did that again. <laughs> but um, well, it's sad. It's a sad mm-hmm. state of affairs, you know. Yeah. And well, thank I you for writing this because well, thank you for sharing with me. Yeah, I'm sorry that it happened to you. And, but we have, a lot of people have that in common, and a lot of us write about it. So you should just definitely keep telling your story. Well, he, he left our house when I was two years old, and, you know, he'd be he'd come around every once in a while. But when we did see him, you know, he'd, he'd do that, you know, like, mm-hmm. so but yeah. he's gone, and that's that. And we move on, right? <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much for those comments. 
Thank you. Thank you, um, Pauline, for sharing that. And get a comment from um, Raconteur. Yeah, um, it, it, it's almost, uh, I won't say a prime, but uh, a juxtaposition, you know, using the beautiful language that you use to describe something like this, because it just makes it hit home that much harder, um, you know, easy to visualize and everything, and, and hard to face, you know, it's the kind of thing that people want to ignore ha that happens, but it's obvious, like you say, on, on the people's faces and, and things like that, you know, the evidence mm -hmm. of it is there. And even more so emotionally underneath it all. And, and, and that's where the real damage happens. You know, your lip heals, but, you know, your psyche mm -hmm. never really does. Exactly. Yeah. Noises and, um, you know, all that you, 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 you kind of mention without actually saying, and you're right, it's really very, very um, touching. And, and, you know, I, I could see, you know, how how the experiences that you have with the kids, you know, you could write about them. And they can influence things like this. So it's really a, a wonderful right. Thank you, Mr. Rack. You're welcome, Becky. Thank you, Aaron Frank. Well, I, I don't know what what more I can say. Uh, this, uh, I'm lost of words here, my dear. This is just blew me away. Um, I could tell. I can tell Be uh, Becky from your um, your poetry uh, how much uh, you have this endearment with um, with your vocation, with uh, working the time you spent working with these children. I find it so remarkable that you can remember all this, the good and the bad, and be so specific to the point of view to show us your emotions here. And that last stanza for me was just so telling. And I, I can't really get into abuse in that. Um, the only thing I can say is um, it is a terrible thing that, that no child mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And I'm glad that uh, within all of that, within the darkness, there was an angel there mm -hmm. to defend them. Mm -hmm. It was you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you very much. I always believe there's light somewhere. You know, or I couldn't have kept going. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will get the last comment from Sweet. Yes. Um, you know, Becky, your words are always so amazing and, and um, your imagery is so deep and it just pulls at your heartstrings um, reading this one. And the way you read it, you can hear the emotion in your voice. But I, I tell you what, this just shows everybody in the world not only your strength and your persistence, but that you have that heart of gold. Because I tell you what, it takes a, a soldier and it takes someone with gumption, but it, it takes someone with compassion and empathy and, and, and a heart of gold to, to do what you've mm -hmm. done. Um, it, it, you just really are amazing. Um I'm sure that you have singed angel wings like most of us do, but thank God you have yes, them. <laughs> I do. Thank you so much, sweet sweet. You're you're very good. Thank you. I love that. Yes, thank you so much. All right, before I drop sweet, uh or before sweet drops sweet, um 
Becky, I want to thank you for calling in for your input and your insight on the book. And I also would like to have a show coming up for when you get going on. No, I don't. Um, I won't have one until in January, so I'm good for a while, um, which is great because, like I told you, I'm I'm in an avalanche of wrapping presents. So I'm going to go back and, and, and get to work. So when you have so many kids and grandchildren, they add up. And I didn't realize it, and I'm sitting here, like, surrounded. And I have about a day left. <laughs> so I'm going to go wrap presents. But thank you. And I do and before, you go, before you go, who is jumping? Yeah. Jumping. I think he wants to say something to you before you leave. Okay. Okay. Have boo. Hi. No, I just wanted to say, you know, if I was going to have an angel watching over my child, I'd want it to be you. And I think oh, that the way you describe nice. it is lovely so and it true. shows your heart and it's beautiful. And um, you rock, so thanks from <laughs> all of us. Well, thank you, Boo. You know, it's just so damn important. I mean, I, we have so much going on in the world and people don't stop for a minute and think about what's going on with the kids means everything, yeah. you know, to the future, and you need you need some people out there fighting. And somebody said something earlier, and then I'll shut up and go write my presence. That guy, I think, said that, um, you know, sometimes it seems like that if you just find one person, if one person comes in and, and, and finds you special or helps you or spends time with you, it can be a teacher a neighbor, an aunt, someone, that can help. Research has showed that. can give the child a way to find another path. And so if I did that, you know, to a few kids, you know, to help them see that, and people that helped me see that, um, then it was worth it all. But that's my soapbox tonight. I'm going to go <laughs> wrap presents. If I don't see you guys, have a happy, happy holiday. Oh, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Great show, Small. Thank you all. Talk to you later. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you all. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. Sweet. Um, How are you? Sweet? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm good. Well, before yeah. you leave, you're, you're, did you watch the movie, see the book, thoughts? I have done both. Um, I think the the movie did a, a decent job. I think the book is uh, much more raw, much more vivid. Um, I have read the book twice, and I've seen the movie once, um, which is odd because um, it's kind of like a Gone with the Wind kind of uh, movie for me. I, I, I'm pretty amazed at myself. I've only seen it once because it, it's dramatic. It's it's sweeping drama and. Uh, it's probably something I should sit down and watch again. Just, just a good one. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, you know the part that I was a little disgruntled with. You probably could guess it, and it would be the same reason um, for. <laughs> it was the same yeah, reason hi. I was a little bit disgruntled with um, high green tomatoes. And tomatoes. The whole yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. But absolutely. I mean, they're coming around, but um, I'm sure you know I was a little. What's going on? I was surprised. I was surprised how much detail was in that storyline, and uh, <laughs> I was a little disappointed with that. Right. All right, sweet. You have the mic, and uh, we're ready. I wrote to the quote um, 
I had to uh, fight my daddy. I had to fight my brothers. I had to fight my cousins and my uncles. A girl child ain't safe in a family of men. Um, so this is a tear-stained pillow. Tear-stained pillows follow me. My trophies of sport. I never wanted to play, but now I find myself a live champion. I see their gold, silvers, and bronze from games played with balls. They line the shelves and the walls. All I could do was read and write. No jersey wore my name. No one yelled it in the hall. Doubt anyone knew my name at all. I was known as their sister. No name, just her. Sandwiched between two older and the baby. I wasn't seen. I followed my mama's lead. Be a lady. I wanted to scream. Let the boys have their fun. Every Saturday they would run. I stayed home and learned to clean behind every couch cushion and seam. Decades have come and gone. We put Mama in the ground. I moved far away from home. Still, I'm a stranger to those men whose names are found on old tattered jerseys. Trophies long since put away. I know those men know my name. They just think I should be a certain way. Excuse me if I don't shout your names or indulge in your narcissistic games. I'm fine, I say to them. Tear stains on my pillows once again. One more trophy in my hand. See you fools, I won again. And pole. Excellent, excellent piece. Let me find my tabs here. Two hours ago. So you, you must have wrote it just specifically for this. I think this is such an excellent piece. And, and, and what it, to me, it speaks about expectations and about a woman's expectations. I, I know that when I was younger, um, in, my, there, in my high school, I went to high school, mom, uh, in the high school that was in the town when I was in middle school, I had a friend who was in high school, and she was the only football player on the whole team. And it, you know, and that still now that it, I mean, I feel like, you know, there are certain sports and there's certain things, and and um, you know that well, and and I hopefully times are changing, but especially when this is so. This book was supposed to be based off of you know 1909 at the beginning, and then and then all the way through to the 1930s as they grow older. And, you know, times then, I, I would like to think, and I, and I believe it when I say um, that after many movements, that maybe it's not perfect, but way, uh, way, way, way different from, from the times of, this, of the book that this takes place. And, um, you know, dur- during throughout the book, you see definitely those roles, those roles of, you know, this is, you know, this is who you're going to marry. Um, you know, this is how it's going to be. And, and, and there was little choice in base in anything that she had in her life. And to me, this, this right kind of, um, reflects a modern day, uh, still struggling with those same baseline of fundamentals where expectations and, and role expectations are there or given, when somebody just want you know a girl just wants to put a backwards cap on and wants to go play, go play football or 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 go you know 
Oh, um, no. I that. Go fishing, you know? <laughs> um, and, you know, no, I, the, I, the, yeah. the word tomboy always gets thrown around, and I know that we're, I don't know, I just don't, I'm not a big fan of that word, but, um, you know, I, I just think you just are who you are, and it's not being a tomboy, you know, it's just, you know, you're just a girl who likes what she likes. And um, no, it, I could totally understand in my <laughs> In my home, Sky, I am the first female in 48 years in my gener- in my home. I have all male cousins. I have three brothers. Um, I have always been referred to, even at my age, and I, I'm I'm a grandma. I am referred to in my home as her or she. I, I literally as a pronoun. Where is she going to sit? Who is going to give her a ride? Yeah, you gotta be wow. your own person. You gotta, you gotta, get, you gotta tell yeah. those people using your name. You gotta, you I, I understand. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying, I, it is just that male dominant. It is. That's why I moved yeah. far away. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that quote is just so fitting, and it just cracks me up a lot because I'm like, "Hello, I have a name. I'm over here. Hello, over here." Yeah. So it, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a sports kind of girl. I mean, I know that exists, but it, it really is about it's a, where is she going to sit at the table, or where. And I'm just like, I have a name, people. I'm over here. <laughs> wow. But I, I think that bleeds into so many other things about roles and expectations, and about just uh, there's, yeah. there's just there's just volumes in here. Uh, and I know that I use like sports as an example, but you know that. You know, and, yeah. and you do here with, the, with my my trophies of my sports, and and what you should do or what you shouldn't do, and and where those roles are, and I I can definitely relate to that. I don't have a purse. I have a men's wallet. I refuse to shoot a purse. Never have my whole life. <laughs> Someone was like, I can't even imagine wearing one. That would be really awkward to see you. I'm like, I know it would be. <laughs> Get it. Um, this is a wonderful piece. Let me get you some comments here. Let me let me get a comment from uh, from Hillary. Oh my gosh, I thought this was so 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 powerful. And same as Sky, I feel like this can speak to such like a huge range of a girl or a woman's experience of being like ignored violated in, in different ways, even just verbal ways, like like you spoke of through pronouns. But if it makes you feel marginalized and makes you feel less than, it still is trauma, just, you know, not in, not in like, a sexual way in the way in the color purple, you know. Um, but to me, honestly, the most moving part of this was the symbol of the trophies because at, at the beginning I felt like – like it aligns with what I already expected. It aligns with my expectations, you know what I mean, of what a trophy in this context would mean, that she has survived, that she's made it through, do you know what I mean? And I took that like very like literally on its face, but by the end of the poem, you know, the isolation of her, of this person's emotional experience and that no one around her is recognizing it because, of course, that's what a trophy is. It's a symbol that others see you. They, they recognize you. They see you. And in this case, the trophy is the exact opposite. And, oh, that was so poignant and beautiful. I loved this piece. I thought it was gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thank you, Hillary. And um, I, I, I think Frank might want to say something. He seems very... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I was a bit quiet here in the corner here. You had me here over in the corner, but uh, I was being bad or not. Um, this, was a, this was a wonderful piece here, uh, Sweet. Uh, you took me down memory lane here. Uh, I didn't go through what you went through, but I can just imagine. I can imagine just the plight that you had to suffer here. Uh, I do. I will say one thing. I can say, and pardon my expression, I think it's fucked up that as men, we cannot understand women and their full entirety of who they are, their nature, being. I grew up, and I am. I, I do admit I come from a, a macho society. Unfortunately, Latin men, this is the way they grew, and they grew most wrongfully. But by no means do I agree by what this concept, what it aspires. And I wish that all men throughout all cultures would realize that women are treasures. Women independently have their own voice, have their own being. They don't necessarily need a man to grow, to function, to be a better person. And I think this poem itself just evokes beyond just the, the memories that you, you speak of here and what you had to go through. I think I take something more powerful from this poem. That is, you have overcome the odds. You survive and you are who you are. Perhaps thanks to this experience itself, negative as it is, it made you perhaps some a better person. Thank you, Frank. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful comment, Frank. Thank you. Um, I love that. We don't let a man grow. And I love that. Um, And, uh, Polly, do you want to make a comment? Yeah, this reminds me of that scene where, where, you know, she she never experienced love, like, like true tender affection from anybody. She was she was thrown into his marriage. He beat her to whenever he wanted to, and then used her as a, for lack of a better word, a dirty cum rag. I mean, it, it was like he he didn't respect her one bit. And and you know, to hear women go through stuff like that, you know, I see my mom go through, you know, as a single woman, you know, the things the you know guys will come around, and, you know, I don't know, I suppose we didn't. Us boys, we didn't, uh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't take it. We pretty much scared them away. But you know, these guys, you know, they come around, and they just, they don't care. They don't, they don't have any respect, you know. Huh. And um, it's just getting worse, you know. It, it just reminded me of that scene where, where that lady showed her, or her sister, it was either her sister or that, that lady showed her what love was, how tender it could be. That that scene where she kissed her and, and it wasn't that she was being a lesbian or anything. It was it was it was a tender moment between two human beings, one showing the other this is what it's supposed to be like, you know. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. a it was a beautiful scene, and I do it, that was just sh- uh, a scene with Shug. I will say though in the book that they had a relationship, a, a relationship they lived yeah. together, Shug and Steely over a span of years after she left her husband. She didn't just move out uh-huh. and down the road. She moved in with Shug, and they had a relationship uh-huh. that lasted years and years and years. 
and they pulled that right out from the movie. Um, but you are right; it was the way they the way they did it was very tender in the movie. Um, they did pull out that whole relationship, though, uh, in general. Um, but and I still love yeah, the they movie. Didn't, they, they, didn't, did. they didn't elaborate on it, but I never I never read the book, yeah. so I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either until I I heard rumors of it, but I I didn't know it until the book. It was the book obviously has so much more background and detail, but I do agree with you. That was such a, a tender moment when she she finally has like this revelation of herself and 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 learns how to enjoy herself. But I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I I am going to get um, and I'm like I'm like really into the conversation and don't really don't know even who's here still. <laughs> I'm going to get one last comment from uh, Rath, and then we're going to put him up. Um, sweet, don't go before you plug your show, so don't don't bail out right after Rath. After Rath, plug your show, and then I'll say thank you, and then and then we'll get Rath up, and then we'll to So, all right. Yeah, I did. yeah pull your... Put your rack out. No pressure. No pressure is the last comment. You're going to comment after those for me, Dave. All right. No pressure, rack. All right. This, this, is, this is, um, you know, getting to know you the way I have and everything else. Um, you know, I can't imagine anyone not seeing you as a woman, but reading this and, and, and knowing what I know and, and what, what, you know, you've shown of yourself um, it kind of screams that anyone that doesn't treat you as an equal is the one that's really missing out because, you know, you've got what you have to offer. And you, I know you don't need me to tell you this, but, you know, that that's kind of what I see in it. You know, you, you stand, you're able to stand on your own and you're independent that you don't need anyone. You know, not you're not adverse to it or anything. It's just that, you know, that you can still – um, show everyone that you, you've got something to offer, and anyone that doesn't see that is the one that's right. Thank you, thank you, Rack. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, my independent dungeon mistress. All right, Rack was telling me this morning you're making him do all kinds of work. So, what is okay. going on I over have. there? <laughs> um, tomorrow night, I I have I have a bunch of presidents if you, uh, presents if you run by and uh, look at my topic board. You can pick a white elephant present, and in the box, I will send you a white elephant gift, and in that, uh, I will send you a word, and you need to write a poem based only on the letters in that word. So you cannot have any. So if I send you Santa, all the words in the poem have to start with an S, an A, an N, a T, or an A. So that's it. Those are the only letters you can use. Well, I'll be missing that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> that sounds really Tell me how funny. It goes. I actually—it's yeah. really uh, interesting uh, when you get poems, uh, you get challenges like that. I always feel really satisfied after I finish them. It's like a crossword puzzle, you know. You like do them, and you're like, huh. I did that. Well, <laughs> send me a word. Let me see what so I can do. I that's a uh, white, uh, white elephant Christmas over at uh, Sweet Pea Show. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's on at 9 p.m. on Thursday? Yes, it is. No, it's actually tomorrow night, Wednesday. I'm not doing uh, Christmas Eve, so oh, that okay. is tomorrow night. Mm. All right. Well, I'll see you then. Thank you for calling. 
your input, your insight, and your wonderful conversation. Uh, and I'll see you in the dungeon later, my darling. I will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rex. Love you all. Now, have you seen the movie, oh, read yeah. the book? What do you think? You, what are you thinking? Well, I, I mean, it's it's been a while since, since uh, you know, and, and there was a lot of hype in the mo- when the movie came out because Whoopi Goldberg and uh, what's her name are in it and everything. Oh, well, shadowed the message of the of the movie itself, I thought. But you know, uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, still a, a very memorable story about you know abuse and empowerment. So. Yeah, I thought having those two actresses were were actually they're such strong, wonderful yeah, actresses. Yeah. I, you know, Steven Spielberg, I think, got lucky to to be able to cast those the, yeah. the cast members. Um, well, that was Oprah yeah. Winfrey's first first role. I mean, she they didn't know how to yeah. act. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he they, knew what he had when he was casting. You know, right. I don't think he did it. That's the truth. <laughs> So, All right, Rack. I have uploaded this in. I hope I did it right because I didn't didn't test it out. So we'll see. Here we go. Resolve by Raconteur. You kept my tears as souvenirs played upon my darkest fears. Held my heart in contempt. Used me till I was totally spent. Yet I continued to come back for more no matter how many times you slammed the door. I only wanted to be held by you. Nothing mattered till I knew how you really felt inside. It was then I finally cried. Your indifference in the open, unable to hide. The nature of your deception, even your body lied. You never cared what I was about. My desires meant nothing, held no clout. All that mattered, you got your way. I was never meant to have my say. Emotions, you wouldn't let come into play. It all ends today. End poem. Wow. Ah, I'm so glad you gave this to me for to upload. Uh, this is such an excellent piece, and I, I mean... The title is is down to the to the nitty gritty. It is it exactly what it is. My resolve, and it's so appropriate for the characters in here, where, um, where through entrapment, abuse, so many other things, holding them down, and and not just the main character either. There's many of the characters, their resolve uh, is what it makes them go um, and survive. Really, you know how you really felt inside. Where was this? There was one. I love this part. It was then I finally cried. Uh, your indifference in the open, unable to hide. Um, and, and I mean, how and when you're when you're in tears and you're bleeding out your heart, and somebody feels cold and indifferent to what you're feeling, I think that's kind of like the the the, the wake up point. Like like, how could you just sit there and and um, and yet we yearn for love so much as human beings we just keep going back or making excuses or or doing whatever it can in condition conditioning you know um in a relationship where you just keep going back until you finally put your foot down there was one line that i really stuck out to me and it was 
I can't find it, but I, I think it was even your body, even your body lied. I don't know why, but that, that line to me, like, it was just very, very uh, powerful, meaningful, um, where, you know, you can say your words only make up so much of a percentage of what you're saying and what you're meaning. It's your body language uh, that is the bulk of how people perceive what you're saying. And it just reminded me of that in, entire thing and, and um, how people's bodies can be very, very um, giving and truthful, but yet what happens when even the body lies, uh, it's very hard to tell the truth in that. And then at the end, obviously, today is the day that it ends. I, I thought this was so appropriate, so wonderfully written, and, and a very, very powerful piece, Rock. I, thank you for this. All right. I'm going to call. Um, we still have Sweet, and I know that she has to go soon. So I'm going to call her first. Well, okay. I, I agree with you. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm here. I just I had to get off of mute, which is unusual for me, because um, usually I'm running out the mouth. Um, I, I I like, as usual, Rack, I think, writes extremely well and writes the greatest love stories and, and all of that. Um, I, I love, you know, how you really felt inside. It was then I finally cried. Your indifference and the open, unable to hide the nature of your deception, even your body lie. I, I think that's an incredible, powerful stanza. Um, unfortunately, um, I've known a lot of women that can make their bodies lie, but um, yeah. I am not one of them. I cannot do that. Um, if I'm going to be cold to your face, my body's going to be cold. Actually, you're not going to touch my body, just right out there. Um, <laughs> but I really, really found that. Good to know. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> cold fish, not not going to be touching it. You can't, you can't make me smile on the outside. You ain't getting on the inside. But I thought that was uh-huh. just gorgeous. Um, wow. I thought that was really great stanza. Rack, I, I thought that was just that kind of blew me away. I, I really liked it. Great, right, my dear? And you know, I, I, I'm the one that's giving you a towel right off the rack, baby. You and you, and me in a bathtub. Oh wow! Getting a little crazy in here, Hillary. What do you think? Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frank's laughter is my most favorite thing ever. <laughs> I know, me too. Oh, oh God. I thought I was in the but, top there for a while. <laughs> this poem is so – okay, so I know that it's relevant to the color purple and inspired by it, but it's the kind of poem that I just feel – I'm like, oh, wow, this must be written from personal experience. It feels so personal yeah. and so true. And if it's not written from personal experience, it's all the more brilliant because you channel it so, so well. And I love that it focuses on indifference because when someone, I don't know, is throwing some other negative emotion at you, like anger or like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. hatred, anger, like that is easier and like better somehow than just indifference. And what you write here is so 
poignant. It's so true. It's so like, and it's like this interesting mix. It's like gentle and like tender, but it's, there's like a bite to this poem too, you know, like, like the rhyme and, and the, the phrasing, it has a gentleness to it, but there's like a bite underneath that that is, I love that combination of things in, in this poem. It really is so well written. I loved it. Thanks, Hillary. Awesome. Thank you. So I am going to get you on, uh, another comment or two, um, but Rack, I, I know that your show is in 15 minutes. So what I want you to do is I want you to plug your show, and then if you're willing to save the comments, you can. And if you have to drop off, you could always listen to it later, okay, just so that you're not stressing out because I know I won't be. Um, so you want to give a little plug for your show before I get you two more comments? Um, oddly enough, the um – so um, it's kind of related to the uh, the uh, indifference that I mentioned in this poem, but in, in a different way, I guess. Um, it's over on um, Team of Voices. So um, difference of the indifference. Yeah, I, I I got I know I got a couple of rights from some of you guys, and um, I hope you have a great note, Sky. Thank you, and thank you for calling, and I'll get you a couple more comments, and when I finish up, I will be coming over. I know I don't have a poem for you dropped, but I will be there, and I will do something. <laughs> I, will, I will be stopping by, so I'll talk to you in a bit, and uh, again, you can stay and listen to your comments, or you can listen to the playback, okay? but I wanted you to be able to plug that for uh, for you. Okay, um, Frank, thank you. Thank you, Rex. Oh. Frank. Oh, oh, that. Uh, Rock, Rock, uh, I've become one to you over there at uh, Tina Voices to these pieces that I hear from you. And it's just, um, this one is a little bit more different in the sense that I, I noticed that you weren't slow here when you, re- when you read. Perhaps it was mm-hmm. because of that, uh, that uh, residue that you had. Perhaps you took it more to the extreme here, but I think I felt, uh, I- I'm always enamored by the way you, your, expressive, your expressive nature the way you just uh, release your emotions through the metaphors, and you make it seem so vivid that uh, we as well are suffering. We as well are feeling the pain, feeling the anguish. But in the end, what I always take from your poetry is that you always seem to find a way to learn from your mistakes, perhaps. Perhaps I'm wrong, but I, I do believe that this is what I sense at times from these poems, that you are offering us your insight and your wisdom as well from these experiences. Thanks, Frank. Awesome. Oh, you're welcome. And Polly? <clears throat> um, there's a great, there's just the way you, you read it, it was read and, and the SoundCloud was done. It was uh, so like soothing, but it was a horrible story. <laughs> um, uh, not not that it was horribly written, but it was it was well written and and just no, I, I know just, what you mean. Uh, <laughs> mind numbing. It was just and and like like uh, the first com- uh, person I commented said that you know you must have had personal experience. I I'm a firm believer in that. You know, if you if you if you bring a feeling. So that far across to somebody that you know they're virtually in tears, and yes, if I did experience something 
uh, of that nature, you know, that, that really uh, affected you enough to to pour it out onto paper or, or onto the screen. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful thing. This is actually about um, when when my marriage fell apart and I realized I was going to get divorced. I thought so. That was when that was when I wrote it. I recognize some of that. It was, I, I went through the same thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for real. So it, it, it was almost like the person changed overnight, and it's like, well, what the hell did you do with my wife? You know, <laughs> why? Or, you know, why? Why are you acting this way? You know, even her parents said the same thing. They're like, who the hell is that? So, but that's my story. <laughs> that's for another show. <laughs> so. Thank you, Polly. And Boo, uh, last comment, and then you're up to read. Rack, thank you again to drop off. Mm-hmm. Rack, uh, yeah, to me, this is just a big fuck you, really, to um, mm-hmm. his wife or whoever the grossest for. I mean, you know, so we finally woke up and saw the, like, you know what? Enough already. I've been abused by her enough. Um, but we keep coming back for more. I don't know how many times I slam the door. Um, how many times do we have to come back so we realize that they don't want us? I think uh, we've all been there, and it's hurts and it sucks. And um, I wish that didn't happen to you, Rack, but um, you're stronger for it, I hope. And I thought it was very I – thought, I thought the way you read it, I agree with Paul and, and with Frank – you didn't read it as slow as you usually do, and you read it kind of forceful and, and powerful, and that made it better. So I can feel the anger in there, too. So great job. Thank you. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll see you in a bit there, Rob. Thank you. All right, Boo. Now, my heart gets broken every time I ask you this question, because it's always a no. You seen this movie, Boo? Okay, I was going to try to put this to music, but I didn't have time. So, um, Anyway, it says, don't hate me because you ain't me. Release weary mind with sublime poetry. Independent thinker, act like you're knowing me. Do most things solo and live independently. Got big girl pants on, man up, I guarantee. Think outside the box, prefer spread positivity. Keep moving feet forward, take on every possibility. Slay haters with words, come on, peel the layers. Say goodbye to sorry-ass high school game players. Emotional vampires infecting my brain. Ten years from now, we'll forget your name. Show some respect, your tactics outdated. One unique goddess, call me complicated. Talk behind my back, fake painted smiles. Insecurity shows I've walked many miles. Backstabbing the norm, jealousy such a shame. A huge waste of time playing the blame game. Your time is coming, snakes got some nerve. Missing a backbone, get what you deserve. Loose lips for a fabricate, not even. Everything is true. Last time I checked, I don't live to please you. So before it all starts, grow up, act your age. Read a chapter of the book before you turn the page. End poem. Damn. Well, and I That's see you got you really your woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was just excellent. You know, think outside the box for first spread positivity before moving feet forward to take in every possibility. And to me, that's kind of like saying, okay, stop talking, take a breath, mm-hmm. evaluate the situation, look at what's happening, and then and then make uh, and then speak. Because mm-hmm. so many people just jump right in um, with negativity and negative thoughts, and and uh, and really you you gotta you gotta spread positivity in order to make positive change in your life. And I, I definitely exactly. see that here. Um, 
And this was such such a, a a piece, I think, about empowerment. And that in the book and the movie in itself was definitely a very, very big theme. And so I think you got that spot on, um, you know, loose let's fabricate, not everything is true. You know, and, and how many times do people just spread around lies? Um, and then you got, right, backstabbing is the norm. Jealousy is such a shame. Um, this, to me, is kind of like a pouring out of, of all the things that you kind of want to say when you're just, you're very, just at your wit's end um, with somebody or something, a situation. And you're just like, all right, I'm stepping up. This is how I feel. And this is what I get to say. And, this, and you're going to listen. So really, really well done, Boo. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Let me get some comments here. Um, I'm going to start with Polly this time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's another masterpiece of you uh, putting somebody in their place. I've read a lot of your work, and and some of it is it's just like this. Uh, take no shit from nobody kind of deal. But at the same time, you're going to school them and, and let them know exactly, you know, what side you're on, you know. And people will say things behind people's backs all the time. It, you know, I, I, I could sit here and go crazy about the stuff I hear about my me, you know, and but I don't. Because if it, if it ain't true, then I got nothing to worry about, you know. And I know, mm-hmm. I know, I have people that have my back that are gonna speak up and say something even when I'm not there. So. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about it. As long as I keep myself true, that's all. I, that's all there is to it. You go, boy. Agreed. Awesome. Um, I try. And, um, hello. <laughs> Thank you. They're very well well written. I wrote a comment on it earlier today. Thank you, Polly. Awesome. Thank you, Polly and Hillary. Oh, I thought this was so great. It's so, and it's so true that, you know, I legitimately thought there was a time in my life when I really thought that like the dynamics of the haters and the backstabbers and the haters who to your face will smile all fakey, you know, exactly mm-hmm. the people that you're like pinpointing in the poem, you know, I really thought that would end when I was in high school, I thought it would end in college. When I was in college, I thought it would end in law school. I thought, now that I'm starting mm-hmm. law school, these people are professional. It's not going to happen here. Of course it did. And then I thought, oh, you know what? When I <laughs> enter, like, the the, the, corp, the real professional world, when I, you know, I, it, it will end there. No, of course it didn't. It happens in PTA meetings. <laughs> it happens in like, my work life, social life, family life. There's there's no escaping it. And you're you're so right. And it's such a good like attitude toward it this like take no prisoners like I am having none of it none of it and I'm not wasting my time with it kind of attitude toward it I admire it so much too I think it's so great loved this poem loved loved it and I love the image you put with it because it is an image that captures so much how in the color purple the actual color purple in the color purple represents so much feminine strength and like it works so well with this poem I I love that too just have to say that (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Sticky. Excellent comment. And Frank. Oh, okay. Um, this is a, I don't know what to say from this piece. Uh, you seem to be somewhat upset <laughs> at somebody or some individuals here. But uh, this has a, a very strong, the, the lines that I took from this were, 
Notion of vampires affected my brain 10 years from now. We'll forget your name. That's very vivid there. Overall, the piece is very vivid. It's very uh, compelling as well. And I just um, couldn't think of what else I can say. Um, you do seem to have, uh, I want to say, an ability to recognize all of this. Uh, perhaps I myself, I don't really put too much attention to this. I don't recognize it as perhaps as much, perhaps because I think of other things. But you do have, um, I, I do enjoy that the fact that you're able to um, somewhat, well, you seem to be able to overcome all this and just make your mark on this. Thank you, Frank. Well, uh, you're welcome. I, 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 I'm not really much of a hater. I'm much of a lover in the end. I know you are. That's well, I'm in that in general. <laughs> oh, she let the cat out of the bag. Darn it. Oh, my God. Good. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Boo, for your uh, contribution and for coming in to the conversation and for that piece. And um, I, I actually Jay, saw the movie, too, believe it or not. I know, I asked you, but you you flew right by it at the beginning, so I'm like, maybe oh, she, didn't, <laughs> she didn't want to, she didn't want to no, know. I, me again. Book and saw the movie, I like the book better. <laughs> yeah, um, awesome. two in a row, Sky. I know, and you're going to start spoiling me. I'm not going to know what's going to happen when you go back to, nope, never seen it, they never heard of it, don't know. <laughs> I know, what am I going to do? Right <laughs> I know. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. All right, uh, Jay, I think plug to the next, sh- plug the shows. I mean, you're welcome to say yeah, something if you would like to. No, um, that's cool. I need that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we this is the lineup. We have got a SoundCloud from Kay, then I'm going to drop Hillary, then Frank. Um, and then we're going to close out with a SoundCloud from Um, If I can get in here. With my thing, there's like. You're not gonna bring Mr. Crip up, are you? I'm not. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, that's just on my on my uh, Christmas celebration over there. <laughs> no, Mr. Right. Crip Keeper here. But I, I I do have a pretty cool closeout song. All right, here is our SoundCloud <laughs> from. <laughs> This is a write that I wrote for Sky Darkholm over at La Cosa Nostra for her show that she hosts, Book versus Movie, and she chose the prompt, The Color Purple, and the quote that I had written to is, Until you do right by me, I say everything you even dream about will fail, and it's all I can do not to cry. I make myself wood. And I call this, Wrestling the Doorway of Forgotten Lands. A peach moonlight shimmers gold betwixt the clouds. Does a deserted tracks breathe a fading in the rain? Sparrows age the sorrows of the aching branches. Neath the pines checkerboard, perception swades the shades. Shuffle the deck, the tea roses tarot the cards. Entitlement kissing the flask and careening a cherry, ponies of filth spilling righteousness. The south side night. Air harbors traces of bloodshed, spiking the barbed wire. Roar of his engine creeping the rage to be, as the rats are starving. The sticks of despair spoil the innocence to be taken. End poem.
Awesome. Excellent. Love when I get sound clouds uh, when people can't quite call in. Um, and this was a powerful brevity, I think. And she wrote to, you know, she said the, um, the quotes that she had wrote to in the beginning, and I think she spoke so well to them. You know, does the deserted tracks breathe a, fa- uh, a fading in the rain? Sparrows age, in the, uh, age the sparrows of the aching branches. And, to, you know, Nisa Pine's checkerboard perception swayed to the shade. Uh, I love, she's getting really, she's got like this um, way with not only tying in alliteration, but a little bit of wordplay where you kind of get that same, I mean, sparrows age the sorrows, I'm sorry, um, with those, and, and that is one of those wordplay, the sparrows age the sorrows, um, the the length of the word, the 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 hearing of the word, um, they're kind of uh, alike. And when you put that into a sentence, it makes the poem so beautifully read when you're, and, and you know, of course, when you're reading it, you're not dissecting it like I am right now. You're just enjoying the, the final effect. Um, but it's those little nuances that really, really make a, a poem, I think. Um, again, she went with the, the two, you know, I, I become wood. And sometimes, uh, when dealing with thing, with certain situations or certain people, um, in, you know, where it says, spoil the innocence to be taken, sometimes to protect yourself, you do have to become wood. You have to kind of, um, you have to starve those rats that are, that are, uh, that are gathering around you and, and to become stone-like and not feed them all those little, breadcrumbs um, that they're looking for and, and in order to protect yourself. And I see that in this piece um, very vividly, especially when she actually brings in the rage, uh, the rage to be as the rats are starving on um, the roar of the engine creeping. I, I think it is a very deep, yes, uh, um, has the, has the abstract in it, but the metaphors go deeper in, into interpersonal relationships and when to say enough is enough, which is uh, some of the themes that many people are touching on tonight. So uh, really, really well done, Kay. I appreciate you sending this in. Get your first comment from um, from Polly. I'm sorry, you're going to have to go with somebody else. I I missed it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Hillary? No, no, that's not fine. Oh wow! Okay, I love, I love Kate's writing so much, so much. Sometimes I feel like a writer's blockish kind of thing. I'll go to Kate's writing to, like, inspire me. It's like loosens me up, kind of. It's like shaking up my poetic mind, and I really like to approach her poetry, the abstractness of it, you know, through like letting my logical mind go and just taking it in on intuition and. It, it mm-hmm. kind of forces me to do that. I love that about her work so, so much. And, like, okay, in those first couple lines, I love the the juxtaposition between the beauty of the, the peach moonlight and the gold betwixt the clouds, mm-hmm. then the, desert, the deserted tracks and fading in the rain and the sparrows' age to the sorrows. It's just her use of language is so unique and interesting. And then that little middle section, the shuffle, the deck, the tarot, tarot the cards, I felt like, and she says in like tiny, in just like 10 words, eight words, 
something that it would take me a paragraph to say if I were explaining it in prose, you know, and I felt like <laughs> I got out of that, that she's, it, no matter how you shuffle the deck and you try to change things, you can try to shuffle the deck, but they're tarot cards. It's fate. You can't. You can't change it. And maybe that's not at all what she meant, but I got, I got that out of it. And then the, as soon as I heard that line of the roar of his engine creeping the rage to be, um, I felt like this is, this is someone coming home. This is a husband, a father, an uncle. This is someone dreading this engine outside announcing that this person is home now. And even before I read the last line, I got that like sense out of it. And I don't know how she does it because it is extremely abstract and yet it's so poignant and it speaks so clearly uh, emotionally to me at least. And I never know if I have it right. So I always say in my comments to her, I'm not even sure if I interpreted this right, but this is what it said to me at least. And uh, it's just amazing her ability to do that. It's, it's like a Rorschach test, her, her poem, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry yeah, and, and I think, <laughs> poet, no, no, I think poetry is wonderful like that. Whereas, yes, you can put it out there with a certain meaning, but once you, once it's out of your hands, uh, yes, it still holds your meaning, but it can be taken, everybody's in their own perspective. Everybody's coming with their own history mm-hmm. and with their own, um, you know, and I hate to use prejudice, but not in a, in a bad way, but everybody has their own perception of things and, um, and the way they understand things. And it's going to change. It, 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 they're going to start putting themselves into that poem and, and how it's relatable to them and, into nature so and a poem that can go out there and have five different meanings is almost um in some ways uh flattering because you know you're you're taking something that someone takes and internalizes it from their perspective uh in a way so and that's that's one of the great things about abstract i think using abstract images and things like that because you can do that so um excellent comment i'll get one from frank I don't know if I can be that uh, efficacious as uh, as sticky, but um, I'll give it my try. <clears throat> um, this is very abstract. It's very dark. But I do enjoy uh, Kay's uh, work. Uh, I've appreciated lately her rights, and um, i become familiarized as well. She's another poetess that I'm starting to read more of her material. And this is just one of these pieces that just has a lot of these wonderful metaphor lines, the shuffle the deck, tea, rose, chariots, the cards, um, vitamin speaking of flap, Korean chariot. There's just so much wonderful metaphors and imagery here that just is a, a beautiful dark piece. And lately I've been writing these dark pieces, so I, I can say I, I value these pieces more because I, I, I somewhat understand them more. Awesome. Thank you, Frank. And um, Polly changed his mind. So, Polly, what do you think? <laughs> no, I, I commented <laughs> on this poem earlier. It's just I was distracted, and I didn't know which one was that. So, um, but I have a totally different comment though for it. The, the in the beginning, it talks about the moon and the, and the shimmering light. In uh, in a lot of times, things that are done under a moonlight. Are 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 things that people want hidden. They don't want people to know what they're doing um, in, in the shadows of the fog, and, and um, you're doing shadow work, meaning 
you're not too no good. And uh, that part where the other com- commenter said that somebody was coming home, well, that the thing that was coming is karma, and and it was going to pay its due, and that's what I got from it, and and uh, it was really cool, really cool poem. I dug awesome. it. Uh, excellent comment. And thank you again, Kay, who will probably listen to this later. And um, next up, we have uh, Hillary Sticky-Hart. And I already asked you your opinion on the book, so you are welcome to go ahead and and read. Okay. Uh, Can I just say real quick, this is, uh, there's a part in the book, for people who don't know, uh, there's Celia and uh, Nettie are writing letters to each other. It's the part where Nettie's uh, living in Africa. And they're considering what God looks like. And I think it's Seely who only pictures, she can only picture God as a white man. And Shoga tries to get her to see God in a different, more naturalistic kind of way. But um, one of the quotes that Sky put up, like, specifically spoke to that part. And I remember that part. And I was like, oh, shit, that was poignant. Want to write about that? Okay. So this is called Conjure the Biggest Rock. Every whitewashed eye sees only flesh and peaches and fish and water and rock. All of them grow features most human. So the animus of rocks grow noses to sniff our odor. Peaches sprout the mammal, coarse hair. Water sings with a gentle maiden tongue and fish grow feet, stampeding the ocean dry. For the eye corrupts, fills the neat boxes, arranged in the mind and tied in twine. Yes, the eye is the window shattered by lockstep marching orders issued blunt on nightly newscasts and trendy jingles and bells, singing that Santa is a white man. Elves are white, sitting on the highest mountain of the mind, must be enfleshed in white robes, white beard, white skin. So men with the biggest guns make their own flesh divine. The creator of every box of grit and every cotton blossom, bringer of light and sound and color, giver of welfare, and provider of the eugenic test of the black-skinned womb. Oh, my dear girl, conjure the flowers and the biggest rock. Imagine the ancestors from the dust. Raise the ancestors from the dust. Glimpse the Godhead that lives in your heartbeat, in the air of a slow exhale, and let your eyes see more than this corruption of the flesh. And poem. Brilliant. And, you know, I, I know part you're talking about because I, cause then she starts going around and, and she's like, he's in the flower and he's at, and how many times would, it, would yeah. do you go by these things and you're unappreciative of God's work? Um, and yet you're, you're, you do all these things, but are you really, you know, saying, being thank, thankful? And, and then she says, Something like I'm gonna, and I, you probably it's probably the quote I picked, but it was so long ago. You know, I would be I don't even think I put that in there, but I would be mad if I were him. <laughs> you know, I would be mad <laughs> if I put all this work you know, and constantly trying to impress these people, and they're and they're unimpressed. And I, I think that it, you know, it was something along the lines of that. So I, I that was a, a such a great uh, part to kind of um, highlight, and I, and I really see it in here, uh, the concept of your poem, how I understand it with the, for the eye corrupt fills neat boxes arranged in a mind that tied that, uh, mind and tied and twine. And to me, that speaks of 
how nothing can be put in little tight, fine little boxes and dressed up and tied off with a pretty bow, that things are, are, are messy and, and things can be seen in so many different ways and appreciated in so many different ways. And, and how can one thing be the same for everyone? Um, and, and there's a concept so vast and so wide, it cannot be. There's no way it can be boxed up and into a perfect fine little box. It is, it is immeasurable. And I see that in this piece where um, that idea of things fitting in one, you know, you know, quote box um, is dismantled and shattered. And, and, and you have to take things how, and, and believe things and understand things uh, the way that you do personally and, and be able to express that and, and, and enjoy the expressive of the world. Um, I love that. I mean, this is finally, finally written in the peaches and fish and the water and rocks. All of them grow um, features, most humans. Um, I really, I really love that because again, it reminds me of, of when she says he's constantly trying to, um, the world is, is constantly trying to impress us. And I think that was the actual word that was impressive. Um, so men with the biggest guns make their own, um, flesh divine and creator of every box that gets and, and every cotton blossom. And again, and, and that to me is like, who writes history? You know, is it is it the people with no voice or is it the people with the only voice? And that's that same concept uh, to me in your right that I'm seeing here. You know, what what is truth? Is truth the people that have the most money that are getting, that are putting it in print? Or is it in the, all these little tiny stories that were never heard um, because they were not given voice um, in many ways like this? the story itself, even though it's fiction, I'm sure there's tons of stories like this that are real, um, but that that perhaps may have not been able to see the light of day until society was able, you know, to 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 show it was was at a place in history where okay, we're going to start giving people, we're going to start giving all those writers that have signed anonymous throughout the ages that were mostly women writers a name. And we're going to give them truth. And and that's kind of on all different levels what this speaks of. And I, I think you did an incredible job with it. Really well done. Oh, thank you so much. Sorry. Thank you. Um, Molly, what do you think? Uh, thinking the same thing. Uh, you say, do you say about any aspect, really, uh, the way women are, are, are paid less than men for the same job or – you touched on a little bit about uh, the way things are written, but are they really written for everybody? Um, kind of like the Constitution. Who who wrote it, though? You know, were they really saying that all men all men are created equal? You know, you got to ponder. You know, that's why they have amendments now because uh, as the times go on, you know, things change, and um, and some take longer than others, but. Um, you're really giving a voice to a lot of subjects here with this poem, and it's it's very powerful. I really like it. Thank you so much, Polly. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, who, who's God? Like, you got God. God is in a, the smallest flower and the biggest rock. It's like he could be very delicate or he could be very rugged. You know, it's like 
You know, they're describing him. You can do anything. <laughs> and Boo? Yeah, this is incredible. This is, whoa, this could be a show in itself, this poem. I mean, so deep, so thoughtful, provoking from the picture. I mean, just the first line, every whitewashed eye see only flesh and peaches and fish. Like, whoa. And that's deep stuff. Um, the racism, the inequality, the sexism. I love um, the elves are white, too. I mean, <laughs> isn't that so true, you know? And uh, how long mm-hmm. does it take for them to have, like, a black Barbie, right? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, same thing. It's it's uh, sad, but it still exists. People say that it doesn't, but they all know they're full of shit. It exists, and it's uh, alive and well. Mm-hmm. And um, this is really, really good. I mean, this is it's like a paper in itself. You're so intelligent, and it shows in everything you write. Um, yeah, I have to read this, like, again and again and again, but I just think this is amazing. I mean, and it still exists, the racial profiling, the, the getting less jobs, oh, yeah. getting paid less, getting pulled over more, uh, having, having more run-ins with the police, everything under the sun, you know? So, great job, Sticky. Thank you so yeah. much, Boo. Excellent comment. And Frank. Well, if I can just uh, say one thing. Uh, unfortunately, history, uh, history is always written by those who are the conquerors than those who are who have been conquered. Perhaps uh, I say this as a minority. Uh, I understand this what you're saying here, um, Vicky. Can I call you Hillary? Yeah, of course. Hmm? Uh, Hillary. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. This is the first time yeah. I've actually called you that. I guess. Um, <laughs> this is just <laughs> it is. Um, I've always admired your poetry. There is one thing I always admire of is that you, you don't sugarcoat anything. You you always seem to have a knack ability to be able to just throw in your metaphors so so um explicitly that I'm always amazed by just the way you take the direction of your poem, the gist as well, the message. You always leave me amazed with your poetry and this is no exception at all. There is so much said here I, I, I was just thrown back by, in the concept, one of the things, the perception here, uh, the notion that we all are, are raised to believe that um, perhaps a god is white, perhaps Santa Claus is white. Yet uh, when we try to uh, attribute a, a color of a different origin to, to something that we revere, we find ourselves just butting heads with those who are obstinate to change. And this poem itself yep. just made me understand that, and, and perhaps I understood it more as a minority. Thank you so much, Frank. That's exactly what I was going for. Uh, when you know I read what? the novel, I had, like, an emotional reaction to the fact that poor, poor Celie, after everything she's been through, when she thinks of God, she thinks of a white man. And seeing it through her eyes when I read the book, made me see it different also. You know what I mean? So exactly what you were saying, Frank. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Yeah. I don't know why. It just got flashes of, of the secret life of bees. And Have you ever yeah. read that book, Hillary? <laughs> yes, it's gorgeous. <laughs> and yeah, with, do you know what I'm talking about now? Because I'm thinking about that in the 
and the and and the Mary and the and I don't know why it just it just made me think of that. Um, <clears throat> this is an act, a phenomenal phenomenal piece and 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 so well uh, tuned to to the to the novel and to the topic and, and such wonderful comments and discussion. I I truly appreciate you guys all calling me through on that with me. And um, without further ado, Frank. I know. Um, I don't think you've seen the movie, but um, you are welcome to, no. to say a few words if it's, you wish um, for your. Yeah, I took it. I took it from the quote. I added just a little bit of elements to the ending of, of just a reference there, but I I took more from the quote here. Here, as is, I saw two old fools left over from love, keeping each other company under the stars. So this is my rendition of that, and also of a, of a beautiful song that I always enjoy. That uh, I can't make love, I can't make you love me. Perhaps you've heard this, Bonnie Raitt and George Michael's rendition. But it's it inspired me to this piece here, and that quote. Oh, I love that song. Was, yeah. Good song. Thanks. I go like this. Me, I'm all. Under the hickory tree, where I seem to feel free. I sit under the obsidian shade, thinking of the memories made. The early clouds in the sky, in the watery rain in my eye, to the petals of pretty flowers, the soothing morning shower. I live in the winds of love, by looking to the horizon above, seeing the sky spells I adore, flying so gratefully in love. Every day I wait for your return, but I suppose I shall have to learn you won't be coming back soon. I have to enjoy alone the moon. I can't make you love me or make you want to see the love I have for you. If you don't, there's something that it won't. I know the pain of this sorrow. I know it would linger in the morrow, for the tempest has gone away. The dawn brings another fresh day. I can't let you go, though you know how much I love you. And what is generally true, and I imagine us together in the purple day forever. I hear the voices in my head clearly, telling me not to let go clearly. Just let me hold you in my arms tightly, dance under the mistletoe all night. Here in the darkness, in this final hour, I'll give you my heart, feeling its power. You are my shining force of light. I won't give up so easily. Take me back in time where we first met, under the dripping dew of rain so wet. If you care, even if I dare, if I could, I would, I swear, I'll be there. I can't make you love me if you fail to simply see. My heart bleeds in the ardent sun. With all is said done. Love has many colours showing, like a splendid rainbow glowing. But with a bow of our hickory tree, where we found ourselves in peace. Under the stars of the night, when they shine bright, two old fools of love, fair of turtle doves, me amor, me. Oh, Frank. You always take my breath away here. Um, this was just wonderful. 
I I do know this song very very well, and the song itself to me is is such one of such emotional depth, and you have taken that and you have delved so much further into it. The pearly clouds in the sky bring the watery rain to my eye, and the petals of pretty flowers with something with soothing morning showers. I absolutely love that, and then and then again with the spry sparrows I adore I love that line um but to me the 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 most vivid is the emotion behind where where you get down to this I know the pain of the sorrow I know it will linger in the morrow to to know something and to know to know that it does not have an end that tomorrow that same pain is going to be there and yet you can't let go of of that thing or that person or that love or about that notion or that relationship, whatever it is that that you're holding on to, that piece, that that something that somehow, you know, if you hope enough, that it will change uh, the outcome. Um, and trying to, to to tell yourself that, but really deeply believing that it, that it won't. Um, and yet you still try. Uh, I, I mean, I think we all know those endeavors where we know the outcome. And yet we we kind of elude ourselves, and it it is almost like a, an internal struggle with ourselves, saying, I, "I just have to say this, I just have to do this," but really believing that it it is it is coming to an end. I love the 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 line um, how you bring in the purple rain, um, bringing in um, you know the color purple, yes. But also to me, I, I, I mean, I, I'm alive. I just think whenever I hear purple rain, I just think of Prince. So, you know, there, there was just so much emotion in this. Yeah, yeah. I love Prince, so it's a good thing. Um, but there was just, there was just so much emotion to this, and, and like I said, that song already has so much emotion, and I truly feel you've overshadowed it with, with the depth of your right and, and, and how much. You've you know, raw honesty you put into it. Excellent, excellent piece. Yeah. I, am I listened to, to the song the and I wrote this. As I wrote this piece, I was listening to the song. That's why it's, it's speaking yeah. with more emotion because I I listened to the song as I was writing it. You did an you did an ex- excellent job with it. Um, Hillary, what do you think? Oh, I, this was so interesting. I really, from the very first line that I love, that under the hickory tree where I seem to feel free. And that gives you that seem, just that one little word where I seem to feel free, gives you a little hint that he's not, you know what I mean? But I, but it, it starts with such a powerful image, like right away just from under the hickory tree. I saw a man sitting on the ground with his like legs kind of crossed in front of him at the ankle, like leaning against the tree, looking out over something. And like, it just, it's, it's, really cool how I got that powerful visual just from those two words. And then throughout the poem though, and then I love, oh, I love when the great tree comes back in the end, how we learn um, that over over the bough of our, at our hickory tree, where we found ourselves in glee, maybe it's where they first kissed or first made love or made promises to each other, or they fell in love under this tree. They had a moment under this tree, you know? And I love that we don't know that fully to the end and how nicely it wraps from beginning to end like that. And I love that through his sadness, the poem is so full of this beautiful, gorgeous, natural imagery. And 
see even the rain. It's not like this dark, dark, like harsh rain. It's like a soothing, lovely rain that like he's appreciating even through his sadness. There's something really interesting about that contrast to me. I loved it. And I love hearing you read your poems, Frank. I really do. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, my dear. I, I think you're probably my number two or three uh, fan. Well, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I just lost count, but uh, I do appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Well, we do have to do a collab, by the way. We will. <laughs> awesome. We'll get a comment from Polly. That you know, the way you read it, I mean, well, your accent and your grip on the <laughs> English language is <laughs> you got a death hold on it. It, it's it's classic, <laughs> you know. You're, no, it really is. I'm not trying to be funny, but you know it. Uh, you swooned me, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a it's so well written. Damn it, <laughs> I can't even comment. <laughs> uh, take that as a comment, you know, as a compliment. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I, I do appreciate it's, that. It's just great. The, the song. He's you know, like, oh, I thought Prince was a, a Prince uh, song. Uh, I can't make you love me pops in my head. Um. But uh, I think he was going at a different angle there. Um, You've heard of this song, no? by uh, the George no, Michael version. Well, when you get a chance, no. just scroll down. You can just scroll down where the where the just scroll down where the poem's at, and you can see the bottom one, the video. And you can hear it there. I put two versions. Let me scroll down on George Michael. Yeah. <laughs> he wants yeah. to scroll down George Michael. I don't think so. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I meant the video. <laughs> The video. Yeah. <laughs> he wants you to watch the video yeah. of the song. Yes, yeah. I will watch it for yeah, you. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. <laughs> Frank, I got that version <laughs> for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boo, what do you think? I got that version for you on piano, Frank. You got a version for him. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, shit. If we could make them love us, wouldn't we all be better off? I've tried tried it doesn't work and um you know always seems to be the ones that don't want you that you want um the most i don't know if that's part of the the game or what but um every stanza as he goes down further and further is more is sadder than the next and it's more longing it's more emptiness and more hurt um the whole thing is beautiful but i read in the winds of love i look into the rise and the glow these sparrows I adore, um, the missing of someone that he really loves. Of course, I love the purple rain and the prince reference there. Um, and then at the end, I can't let you go until I, you know how much I love you. Like if you just could get that last minute, that last five minutes and tell somebody, hey, you know, fucker, I love you. Like, pay attention, you know, and maybe they'll change their mind, but uh, a lot of times they don't. And you know, we all want to rewind and go back to that place where we were happy and we were in love. And, God, if we could relive it again, wouldn't we all? And uh, I thought it was beautiful, Frank, and uh, very romantic. Oh, I do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're thank you. Thank you for your excellent comment, and thank you again, Frank. Um, oh, yeah, always, always wonderful to I try always. Uh, if I can just say one, one quick thing. 
You know, Sky, I, if, I, if I cannot make one of your shows, it's not because I don't want to, it's because of the fact that I can't make it. But uh, I always try to scratch time to write a poem for your, your I said this before to you the other night, uh, I just enjoy your quotes. You know, I might not have known or know the detail of, of the book itself or the, or the film completely, but um, I'm, I'm always, uh, I just enjoy your quotes and the liberty that you give us to be able to take it where we want to. Thank you, Frank. I do appreciate it. I love reading. You guys are brilliant. So I, I do love uh, the conversation. And so I do appreciate that. Oh, we have a treat to close out, and it is Miss um, Salwa. And this is the, the last one. And I didn't get to test this out. Um, so we'll see how it is. All right, here we go. I love poems, wondering how, se demandant comment, you wonder how, I left you when I was young and alone, thousand miles away from my world, my naivety made you my life, when for you I was there, my eyes were crying after smiling, after so many years our past is under our feet. Our tomorrow left. Alas, the suffering I have suffered, my soul cannot erase. But my heart, not knowing how to hate, can forgive. Tu demandes comment je t'ai quitté quand j'étais jeune et seule à milliers de kilomètres à part de mon monde. Ma naïveté a fait de toi ma vie. Pourtant, moi, je n'étais pour toi qu'un défi. Mais je pleurais après avoir sourié, après tant d'années, notre passé est sous nos pieds, mais notre demain à jamais nous a quittés. Hélas, la souffrance subie, mon âme ne peut l'effacer, mais mon cœur ne sait haïr, il peut pardonner. End of poem. Brilliant and uh, such a wonderful way to end too. Um, and I didn't even read this one beforehand, so I didn't even know. But this is such a wonderful way to end because one of the things about um, the the book, and they kind of did it in the movie, but I, I feel like they did a better job in the book. And 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 Hillary, you can you can attest to this, you know, after if you would like. But it was the the progression of the relationship between Mister. Um, and and Sealy, and how there was a level of forgiveness. And I know that in, in the movie, he's out in the field, and, and it says that he brought them home, which isn't in fact how it was in the book. They just came home. But in in the book, when they come home, he's actually sitting on the porch with Sealy because they had reconciled. And and to have so many years go by with with, with so many bad things, but being able for Steely to, to find a way, and even with Shug, uh, forgiving her too, and having like this makeshift family of people that really should always, should all like, I, like a lot of people might just say, okay, they're, they're going to fall out and they're all going to hate each other. Somehow they all find a way to forgive each other and, and, and become and, and, and are there for each other. And it's amazing that level of forgiveness. Um, 
even though there mm. there was so much tragedy beforehand. Uh, and again, the movie kind of like they said they kind of hint that he he's making up for it. But in the book, there's so much more of in depth relationship building. Um, where he's at, he he grows as a person, you know. Albert actually just completely grows into a a good human being. I, I dare say, um, and I I couldn't believe I actually liked his character by the end. The except of how in the beginning and his growth was like oh, what grew person and changed, and and that was the thing. And that's what kind of that the, the end of this kind of reminded me of that. Um, but, you know, and, and where she goes through, there's so much emotion in here. You know, uh, you wonder, you wonder how I left you and, um, you know, and without going into to so many, so many details here, uh, you know, from what I know of Salwa and many of her rights, uh, I, I think this one might be deeply, you know, rooted in, in something that was very real and, uh, and a relationship that was, um, you know, in in a, in a way, much like the one of the book, uh, to to certain levels, and to be able to to break from that, it, you know, my eyes were crying after after smiling after so many years, are passed under our feet, and perhaps gaining um, some kind of uh, control over over sadness. And I think, for me, uh, you know, I, I don't really talk about you know, personal things on uh, all the time. But for me, I think it's very relatable um, because I did have someone in my life, uh, you know, that it was a very, uh, you know, some people say unforgivable um, in my childhood. And then when I got older, you know, some people say, oh, well, they're family or whatever. Um, but it, it took years to find that, to find that forgiveness. And, and even though you may not forgive them all the time, there's still those, there's still those moments that you might go back and, and you might have those, you know, that those feelings of, 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 um, you know, past, you know, whatever had happened. But for the most part, those years of, of building some kind of forgiveness where you can kind of move on from it, um, is, is just a, it, how the heart heals. is just amazing. And I really think Sal brings that into this piece in, in very, very few words. As always, her brevities are um, powerful. Uh, Holly, what do you think? Yeah, it's it, it probably to that, that scene where uh, Danny Glover was, well, she was leaving him, and he was telling her that, where are you going to go? You're you're black, you're ugly, and you're a woman. You know, you're nothing without me. You know, and she left him anyway. You know, and just to come back to to this forgiveness. You know, it's it, to reconcile with, with such a hateful person. You know, that treated her like lower than dirt. You know, um, it just speaks volumes of the, of the person that that she became over the years. Uh, um, learning her lessons, you know, through trials and tribulations and, and man, she's just a, a true epitome of a strong woman. Cause, um, I would have killed that old man a long time ago. <laughs> and Hillary. Oh, I completely agree with everything that you were saying about the books and how it relates to the books. And how what appears to be this, like, villain, I don't know, there's kind of, like, 
a Jamie Lannister thing that happens a little bit where you start to not hate the most hateable character. And you're right. I, I believe there was more of that in the novel than the movie. I, I remember the novel so much better than the movie, though. I haven't seen the movie in so long. I kind of forget, you know. But also what you said about solid brevity. I, that's my, my comment to her that I've been typing out is almost entirely focused on this one line where she says, our past is under our feet. And Sala has a way with words where, like, you think you could have written it that way. You think you could have. It's like when you see an amazing, like an Olympic ice skater or something. It looks easier. Like, I could do that. But no, you, you wouldn't. You, you couldn't and you, you wouldn't. You would never I behind us. The past is forgotten. I just never would have chosen to phrase it that way. She has such a unique way of approaching language, maybe because of her multilingualism, you know. I, and I love my naivety made you my light when for you I was a dare. She says so much and is so few words, such sparse words. And I'm very wordy in my poems, and I really admire, I really admire her brevity. <laughs> Awesome comment, uh, and I I love that you that you just brought a Game of Thrones reference, and I'm going to tell you, Salwa, that in January, um, my bereavement of Christmas movies will be done with, and I will be continuing the last four episodes of Game of Thrones on on storyboards, <laughs> and we will be featuring Jamie Lannister. So I love that you brought Ooh. in the Jamie Lannister. Excellent. Uh, Frank, can I take a comment from you? Oh, this is uh, uh, I I've, I found myself just uh, understanding more of uh, her poetry. It's very deep. Uh, it's very personal. It's very intimate. Uh, uh, I'm always just trying to figure out more what's beyond the depth of the, the poem itself. Uh, and I I enjoy these lines. I will say them. These three lines in French. Pourtant, moi, je n'étais pour toi qu'un défi. Mes yeux sauraient après, avaient pleuré après ton dîner. Those are three lines that I enjoyed, which were the ones which he says, my eyes were crying after smiling after so many years. Oh, actually, no, when, when for you I was a dare, my eyes were crying after smiling after so many years. That last line is very reminiscent of where she's going. And I've seen several of her poems lately that go this direction. It's sorrowful. Just to hear her tone of voice is um it's uh, it's just an indicator for me of um pain, suffering that uh, perhaps she's releasing through her poetry lately. You know, I can speak about pain but uh, I don't go to this extent. maybe it's different. Uh but I just notice in her voice that it's more of a painful sorrow that she's leaving and it's more than it's real. Thank you, Frank. Excellent comment. I, I couldn't agree. She does bring so much of herself in her poetry, and it's always um, wonderful, wonderful when she does that. Yeah. Um, thank you, Stella, if you're listening later again. Um, we are done with the poetry. We went a little over, um, but it's because I like to talk about things. So <laughs> I would like to say thank you to Brandy, Wayne, Polly, Becky, Hillary, Frank, Sweet, JCA, uh, Jask, Boo, and Salwa, and also for Meta hanging out on the board of it, and to Kay for all uh, your contributions, um, your wonderful conversations and insight. I really, really love doing these book versus movies. Um, 
been doing them uh, actually last month would have been a year now that I've been doing them and um, I, I just love them uh, and I appreciate you guys for for being so wonderful and the next time I am on oh, thank you the next time I am on is on Saturday on Poetic Slice of Life at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there's a topic board up, and we are going to be celebrating one of my favorite Christmas movies, and that is a 1985 version, Santa Claus, the movie with Dudley Moore. And you really can go anywhere you want with it. I, you know, you could talk about characters' quotes, um, talk about Chris, like It doesn't even matter. Bring another holiday. It's well, really, Mr. we're just Crip. having a bunch of fun there. <laughs> so, are you bringing huh? Mr. Crip again? Are you bringing in Mr. Crip? I am. The Crypt Keeper will be oh, making God. his final appearance of the season. <laughs> There's two <All> right. <laughs> songs that the Crypt Keeper will be singing for us, <laughs> and they're they're pretty good mm-hmm. ones. So he, <laughs> it'll be his last appearance, and then we'll kick him right. back to um, <laughs> we'll kick him back to the crypt <laughs> after that. <laughs> uh, I I would say goodbye, but I know you're going over there with Rack, so. I'll see you over there for a little while. I am for just for a little bit, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys. I do. I'm probably gonna play like a minute of the music and then close us out after that. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.